as you said, we got a great game with Spider-Man. Game of the Year nominee. Mm-hmm. Definitely top three. And this suit isn't... It's God of War top one and top two and Spider-Man. <laughs> <upstairs>. <laughs> yes. Hello and welcome to the Streamcast, your favourite chaotic neutral hero here. Anti-hero. Yep, I agree. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am player one. I'm Mario. I'm Troy, I'm not doing this name. <laughs> welcome special guest Troy, how are you? I'm not too bad, played Switch for the first time and realise I'm really far behind these two. Really bad. <laughs> but it's time. No, you know? did really well, man. Yeah, but we got top three. Yeah. No, I think you did well. Yeah, a lot really of people well. just end up last. I, I think it's experience of playing because I'm such a platformer fan and Crash Team Racing, I banged that out. Mm. I'm such a fan. So I guess there's still elements of that which made it easier. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I think there's always a bit of muscle memory that comes into play. Yeah. Mm. Especially with a game like Crash Tag Team Racing. Because we were yeah. playing Mario Kart on Switch, just for context, mm. guys. And yeah, like Troy hasn't played in a while, so like he did quite well. Speaking of like Crash, I cannot wait for the uh, the PS4 release. <laughs> I didn't get it as a kid, but it looks absolutely no, sick. No, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely getting it. I think each player, each character had their strengths. I think it was, mm. it was very much based on the original Mario racing. Yeah, I um, think so. I can tell there's definitely mm. inspirations taken from that. I mean, it was difficult. The last race I remember was against the alien, whoever, and he was just rapid. And I thought, is this fair? Like, is there a way <laughs> to catch? It's, it's an achievement when you feel when you've completed it. It was such an achievement at the time. Mm. But yeah, I think a lot of people enjoy it. It's interesting though that they brought it back. Yeah, because it's interesting they also brought Rayman back. So I always have this debate: like, are they gonna keep re? I guess rebuilding old platformers, or is there space for new ones? Because they seem to not take the risk in that element. But they seem mm. to be building other games in other kind of, I guess, genres. But I, I get it. It's, it. For me, as like a filmmaking stuff, it feels a lot like films and TV. If it's a successful title, I ruin it. And if it's making you money and you know I can, I'm going to go to the game designer, whoever it is in the company, and re-pitch this, and I have the numbers to back me, likely to do it if you're going to follow on. Yeah, I think with gaming, well, the PS4 has a healthy balance of rebooting Mm-hmm. or reintroducing old IPs that mm-hmm. you know the older players remembered and loved and they've also introduced a lot of new IPs a lot of new games that um, have captured the hearts of new yeah, gamers of yeah. so I think especially with like PS4 and Xbox One they've done really well with introducing new series new mm-hmm. franchises fresh off the heels of Nay Saga my own brother Streamcast's own AJ Incognito. He won the Naysaga 8 FIFA 19 World Championship Tournament of Power. He is now officially the greatest FIFA player of all time. <laughs> he is the Pele of PlayStation. And he's going to be on the podcast to talk about his success. He will have a trophy. He will have his own theme song. And he's, he's going to win the Ballon d'Or next year. So congrats. <laughs> So 2019 is going to be a great year for him. Streamcast is taking over 2019. It's our year, boys. What did you think of Into the Spider-Verse? It was 
the best film I've seen all year, in my opinion. I thought it was amazing, and I have zero faults with it. I do have one thing I didn't really get. This is a small gripe, because everything else in the film I thought was perfect. It was when Gwen, like, introduces herself to Miles Morales, then she stutters her name. I don't know why she did that. I didn't get that, that because... Yeah. She's got nothing to feel awkward about. That was the one inconsistent part of Gwen's yeah. character throughout yeah, the whole movie, yeah. because... She's badass, she's cool, she's confident, she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. She's a very competent Spider-Woman. Yeah, 100%. The only thing I can think of is that it's the first actual... No, it's not, no, because they met in class, met in yeah. class and, and she, she was very confident really then. She didn't mention her name. Maybe it was a thing where she wasn't sure whether she should or shouldn't. Mm. I guess she was the first one to meet Miles out of all the others. Yes. And I guess it's that. Because everyone else is introduced, so it's yeah. kind of like, well, everyone else is introduced, so I can say it now. But I guess before uh, then, maybe a single, if I say anything, mm. what would happen? So right. maybe, uh, this is, I'm throwing it out there, it could be completely wrong, but that's what I think it no, could potentially be. A very competent theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got no issue with the film now. I thought it was perfect. Oh. I wouldn't change a thing. Fair. What about you, Troy? So I was talking yesterday, I was discussing the kind of animation point of view. I feel like as superhero movies go, it's probably one of the best. As an animation film is something that completely took me in terms of its style. I'm very specific with styles. I was growing, I grew up on 90s cartoons, so like the X-Men, Spider-Man's, Fantastic Fours and stuff, and it's a particular style. I noticed it's even carried on into, I guess, the stuff I watch now from your regular shows and stuff. And one particular shows I disliked were 3D animations. I only thought they worked in film. Okay. Always just Can you give standard. me an example? One of the Spider-Men that used to come on Cartoon Network was 3D and it really irritated me. I can't remember which one. It wasn't the 90s one, was it? No, 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 it was after that. So they had a period where they were making 3D cartoons Mm -hmm. before they reverted back to... I think I know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. and I I thought the technology was way behind for them to be doing that because if you're doing 3D, it it costs a lot. You need big Mm. machines. Mm -hmm. You need something to... You need a team, you need it to render... It's, there's a lot that goes on behind but from what how it looks I was quite impressed at first it, I feel like it took it took me a bit to get used to I'm not used to that style mm-hmm. it's a mix of comic book graphics and 2D 3D which they it works really really well like really really well, really well. Mm-hmm. and I was quite impressed with it even how they inputted I guess special effects for like PALS and PALS mm-hmm. when they put that in and even to how they did the spray paint and then the walk yeah. straight 2D it was, it's an interesting take on like it's using different techniques for animation as far as story one it's really good a lot of references lots of references I don't want to spoil it so there's a lot but if you watch it and you know your Spider-Man from movies to cartoons to memes you get it yeah there's something um, for everyone yeah there's something mm. for everyone especially yeah. if you're a fan we was debating earlier whether if you're not a fan of Spider-Man if you can get something out of it I think there's a relationship between the dad and Miles that you can get out of I think it's an interesting dynamic and his relationship between him and his uncle is an interesting dynamic. I mean, even the relationship with... His relationship with Spider-Man, again, I won't go into it too much, but he has a relationship with Spider-Man that was quite interesting, especially towards the end. I mean, um, if you just shout, like, spoiler alert, like, I think nah, it's just I don't Because I want people to go. The thing is, mm-hmm. I know he's doing well in other places in the world and not so well here, so I don't want to spoil it. Is he not doing well here? kind of the general buzz a lot of yeah. the buzz I found was from America mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about it and it's easy to be like yeah guys you should go see it but what are they going to see I feel okay. like as a story it's yeah. not as well known as Peter Parker's Spider-Man I, mean, yeah. you, you, I agree 
you know there's no argument about that so you kind of have to entice people and I don't think advertising wise it helps it's this Marvel animation that's in cinema so even in that you don't really know kind of where it fits mm-hmm. in terms of who are your target audience which is why even with the cinema I felt a bit awkward that those little kids are there but it's an animation they should go and I feel like on the marketing side it felt a bit off I feel like kids can go I think that's what I'm trying to explain the story but not spoil it because it's mm-hmm. a thing where it's a strong enough story for you to go in and watch it without knowing everything about yeah. Spider-Man and I feel like people should go and watch it because you enjoy it. It's a very, very good animated film. And I know there's high competition, but it can definitely be, especially in the space of the new age 3D, I know it's got 2D elements, but it could be definitely in the space of, I guess, top five, top 10 animations that we've seen. Yeah, generally, wow. just from story, how it's created, mm. the pacing of it, how it's animated, even the breaks in between and the balance yeah. of humour and tragedy and the things it had. It works, and a child can watch that and understand those moments. You know what I mean? Mm. There's, there's moments in there where you can watch it and just you can chuckle whatever it is, and there's moments yeah. you laugh because you can see the references, and there's moments. There's lots of different moments for, I think, a, a wider audience. I'm surprised it wasn't as well advertised as I thought. It's easy to say it is because we see it, mm. but when you're looking at the general public and if you talk to people outside of your circles, oh, have you heard about it? They're not going to. But yeah, overall, yeah, good film. Yeah, I agree. I've never really deeped it because I pretty much get everything from Twitter, mm. from news to adverts. That's how I know a game's coming out. That's how I know something's coming out. And because of that, I knew this film was coming out. And as soon as I f- saw the first trailer, like maybe six, seven months ago, I was hooked. I was like, yeah, you sold me. But a lot of people still, you know, rely on TV adverts. You don't realise the effect that having, you know, a billboard or on a bus, an advert on a bus has on people. So what it is, is uh, from the work I do, so I do research in the media, what they do is, especially, so because it's a game, I use Xbox as an example, they have an always on campaign. They've got a certain amount of money, a lot, that they use to just advertise Xbox consistently throughout mm. the year. And in addition to that money, they'll spend it on different things. So it might be a TV ad because it's Christmas or Black Friday. Then it might be digital and IGN and GameSpot. It might be particular games. Because their thing is, the more you see it, the more you're going to recognise it, which is yeah. true. Mm. I might see it once and forget, but if I keep seeing it, I'm going to want to know what is this about. There was a few bus adverts, but it wasn't, for me, it wasn't in an aligned campaign where you're marketing it has to be really aligned and we've seen some really good ones it has to be consistent and with with a new film it's incredibly difficult because you're selling to people who just don't know what it is so I guess the initial people who go will be long term Spider-Man fans whether it's watching or even short term so it could be from watching Ultimate Spider-Man now or the 90s cartoon or even I'm assuming people who were back in 1967 I mean I was speaking to my dad about that and he loved that growing up but when you're trying to get someone new and you have to it has to be sold as it's going to be a great thing it has to be consistently sold and just well worked yeah. and it's, it's it's a weird thing I don't think this is the only industry but I feel like a lot of people struggle with I guess that consistency in advertising but they get it right in terms of targeting so we've seen it mm. we've seen the adverts yeah. they knew who they were targeting mm. I just felt they could have been a bit braver and spread out that targeting a bit more because I don't think it would have been lost on us but then I guess for these things to do well it's our job to speak about it how good it was yeah. and be honest about it it's not just so my thing was I was hope because I'm going to be honest when I saw the reviews it was mostly from black nerds so I was sceptical because it's that thing of and I'm going to be it's a thing of is it a good movie or are we talking it up because it's a black main 
Okay. But yeah. it's a good movie, mm. which is good. Mm. And it, like I said, it is something I can honestly say, yeah, you should watch on so many levels. You should watch it. And now I understand the soundtrack and the people they use because it's most likely to, to people that probably is align themselves or associate themselves with Miles as a character too. When you mm. when you look through the people, it's kind of like they're not really hood or anything. They're just trying to live, trying to do yeah. cool things, trying to find their way in life. And that's what Miles was trying to do. Mm. And I feel like as young kids, particularly young black kids, but young kids, that's all we're trying to do. Try and find yeah. our way. And he, that's what the story was, basically. Yeah. He's literally trying to find himself. Yeah. He's still finding himself, but yeah. He is, he is, yeah. And yeah, you touched on a good point there. He is trying to find his own identity because I guess he's in a time now where you can be a bit more expressive as a black person. You can be more out of the box. Like we've seen it with his hairstyle a long time ago. That wasn't acceptable. He's also having to find his identity as Spider-Man. We saw it with the other Spider people. We saw it with the pig, we saw it with Noir. They all took on their own personas. They had their own personality quirks and they made the powers their own. Mm and we are seeing Miles at the twilight, the birth of his. It's like his powers have got, are going through puberty mm. and he really needs to learn how to harness that and the best way to utilize that in combat. And we saw glimpses of that, but I think there's so much more he could offer us. I also wonder, just, just in you guys', you guys opinion, when it comes to Miles, do you think he has it harder because he seems to be the most relevant Spider-Man to Spider-Man? if that makes sense. So like all the others, so you have mm-hmm. one that was anime and you have one that's a pig and one that's new one, detective, completely different lives. But this one seems to be the most parallel of the universe. Do you think that plays on it? The difficulty he has, it's just been like, a, it seems like split down the middle, the literally only difference is you're black. That's the only difference it seems like in your world. Do you think he has it? That's an added difficulty to find your identity. Yeah, in terms of finding your own identity, I think it does add to the difficulty because, in a way, he has a template which does make it easier for him to work off. But I think it depends on the individual. As we know, Miles is a very intelligent person. It's using what you know and your freedom. It's a difficult one. But we saw it in the movie. He does take something of Peter's and he twists it. He makes it his own and we've seen him do that we've seen him actually go out in sneakers and he's wearing a hoodie on his costume and that's something that we don't really see peter do i can't remember at least <laughs> but yeah i think it makes it easier for him because there's someone to look up to there's someone to compare to peter is a hero in his world but it does make it harder for him to stand out speaking on spider-man insomniac games gifted us this christmas with a new suit and it's the sam raimi suit from the 2002 movie it looks just like the classic suit but there was a bit of a fracas because with silver lining three suits were announced and that suit the 2002 movie suit was not included and the fandom of spider-man attacked insomniac on twitter i think that's disgusting it was pretty much harassment and now I have two questions. One, do you think Insomniac released that suit because of the pressure from the fandom? Two, do you like this suit? Do you care about this suit? I really hope Insomniac didn't release it because of the pressure from the fandom. The fact that they released it, and they must have released it quite soon, shows that either A, it's really easy to design a suit, or B, they like already kind of had it ready, one of the two. 
Yeah, I really hope they didn't give in to pressure because they've done such a good thing already and I think the fans are just being really ungrateful. They've got this amazing game, they've got all this DLC and like these new suits coming out, it's not like they give you any added special powers and for me, in my honest opinion, I don't think the suit is that great. Like, it's just a bit of a novelty. I think there are better suits out there. It's just the same standard template Spider-Man suit with the smallest tweak. Like, I don't think it even warrants, like, a place in the game. And the game, it would be completely fine without it. It's not necessary. People are going mad, all right, but I think they've been really ungrateful. Yeah, for me, I believe that they had that suit planned for mm. release already. I mm. don't think they gave in to pressure, but I am a bit unhappy about the release of the suit because I think some deluded fans think that what they've done is a crusade and they've gotten no way. And now these entitled brats think that they can do this with every developer. And I don't want that to be the case. You, As you said, we got a great game with Spider-Man. Game of the year nominee, mm -hmm. definitely top three. And this suit, isn't it's God of War top one and top two and Spider-Man <laughs> yes oh yeah cool right, yeah. I just wanted to clarify Red that. Dead 2 is fourth sure. sorry yeah makes sense mm. What I was saying the um the spoiled brats who think they can like yeah. complain and get what they want no yeah this isn't of all the hills to die on I think it's a pretty small hill like it looks like the classic suit that you get in the game mm -hmm. so I don't understand why they were so ferocious in attacking Insomniac I saw those tweets they were not why didn't you give us a suit they were like you pricks why didn't you give us this suit you pigs I hope you die give us this game no manners, no pleas or anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then somebody like, clearly got rattled by it because they were like, just because you tell us to do something doesn't mean we're going to. Yeah. Um, Good. But I think the fact that they released it literally right after Silver Lining came out mm. tells me that they had planned this release. Yeah. Um, it was probably going to be a nice extra they gave us and then the fans ruined it. it I Yeah, I believe it was meant to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas. But... Um, yeah, Spider-Man fandom, we have a few brats there. Mm -hmm. They can get coal for the next DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some fans just need to be a bit more mature. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get all you want in a game. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do just have to, like, count your blessings. Mm -hmm. I personally don't care for the suit. Like, I got it because I didn't know what the suit was going to be. I just found out, oh, we've got a random suit. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a bit underwhelming. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But to be fair, I mean, thank you, Insomniac. Like, I'm not shitting on the suit, but I just you feel are. like I'm actually not. You are. Uh, I'm actually, the thing <laughs> is, there have been a lot of suits in the game that, like, it's nice to have them. I'm not a big fan. And, like, the whole point of, like, having lots of multiple suits is, like, everyone can, like, have a taste of what they mm. like. You mm. can, like, mix and match. Some of the suits come with powers, which is really cool. So you might get a suit that you don't like, but it's got a really cool ability and vice versa so I'm not saying that the Sam Nemi suit is a bad suit like it is nice to have it's a throwback it's lovely to put on every now and then it's just not the suit for me point is just like I think it just got a bit too much shit for like for not being you know released when people thought it would be released I think like all this attention all this negativity is for no reason the suit does not warrant that it's not like you got a new suit where you get to play as Venom and can throw like tentacles everywhere and you become like really dense and you can like um instead of like web sorry like 
wall running or whatever you're like actually you know ripping the building apart and going up it like Venom does it's not like it's a new mm. suit that gives you like another power or anything it's literally just a reskin and people are losing their shit I think that's very ungrateful and it is just it's it's not nice to see yeah I agree um, I think they're saving Venom for the sequel though oh they definitely yeah. are yeah Troy did you have any thoughts on that? limited because I haven't played the game as we all know from what you said and just how I'm hearing it and just what I've read I feel like as a community the nerd community can be very dramatic very very dramatic if they don't get something or they don't agree with something they need to leave their basements every now and then yeah yeah. it's it's, it's just so dramatic I feel like though this is from the arts I'm looking in if you were to play a game and you used to get a seat and it's a Spider-Man seat and this is 2018 2019 2020 I don't know when the sequel's wouldn't you want it to do something in addition to having a new suit? So instead of harassing, wouldn't you want them to release something that enhances or changes the way you play? Because I heard that the game can be quite repetitive at times. Wouldn't it be great to have something that, like you said, if you get a Venom suit, where for a small amount of time, maybe you're scaling the Venom suit, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of a battle, you switch, and you start you know, doing un-Spider-Man-like things, and it just changes the complete dynamic. Or maybe if it's 1967, for whatever reason, you're just super powered up because they just felt like doing it for that suit because it's such a classic retro suit and one of these things was strength. So, yeah, we're just going to throw that in there. And, you know, as you've seen with the whole Madden Web stuff, there's a whole array of suits like they could just do things mm. with. Was it really necessary on this one? Because I don't know. And just, this is just from what I know of Spider-Man. In terms of harassing I don't know why you would harass developers like you guys have said it's been such a successful game I don't see where one this particular suit not being released when you wanted it is going to have that much an effect when you should be thanking them for I guess I guess breaking the market it was such a talked about game it delivered on what they spoke about it was so hyped and I I don't even have a console and I knew about the game that's how Mm. hyped it was Mm. and it could have gone so left you could be playing and thinking, why did I waste my money? Yeah. But everyone seems to enjoy it. I don't think she throw it away right at the death, right at the end of the year for a suit. It, it, yeah, me, it doesn't that, make it sense. sense. Yeah. I think a lot of these nerds are just collectors. Mm. Like, oh, okay. There's nothing wrong with being a collector. Yeah. Like Isaac collects Rubik's Cubes. I collect Funko Pops. I don't know what you collect. I don't know what I collect either. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking too. What do I collect? I don't think I collect. But I? yeah, you know, so someone might be just like a collector of the Spider-Man suits. You know, mm. they just want to play all of them. Mm. Yeah. Like I know, going throughout the game, there was the MK2, MK3, and MK4 suit, and I was like, "Where's the MK1? That doesn't make sense to me. It's in DLC." Saving the best for last. Yeah. So I think that's the only way they were looking at it. They didn't really mm. care about the suit powers because most of these people have completed this game already. Mm. I mean, as we said, they probably just bang out these games and, you know, finish it very quickly. So I think they just wanted more aesthetics. I don't know if you want more aesthetics, you can be patient with it or like, oh, suggestion, she put this in because blah, blah, blah. And waiting, you could have waited. You, you should know, if, you, if you're a real banger, you should know this particular game probably has a template of release even if it's a surprise, right? So certain mm. things might happen and the release is coming. And we know when it comes to games around Christmas, things get released. Yeah. So Because, yeah. you know, Merry Christmas, yeah. there you go. So You get a lot of extras. Yeah, yeah. so just, I think if it, if the latest release happened, maybe a week or two afterwards, and you ain't seen what you wanted, then maybe, yo, you know, 
Where's the thing at? Yeah. But mm. it seemed a bit early. From what you said anyway, it seemed a bit yeah, early. No, it was as soon as it was as soon as the announcement was made, mm. so was yeah. the suit even promised? Well, the, no. So this suit wasn't promised. The suit wasn't promised. People but just wanted it out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you see yeah. what I mean? That's why I found it a bit confusing. If because mm. you don't know what was going to happen, even if you was like, oh, but where's the suit? It's a bit more respectable to yourself than going, yeah, you should die. And yeah. I don't get why we go from zero to one hundred like yeah. that. You know. It's something about Twitter and its enormity. <sighs> well, let's switch it up. The Switch is the best-selling console That's this generation. You yeah, did you yeah. hear I that? I like what you did there. <laughs> I think that deserves a clap. <laughs> I'm gonna put Raccoon's voice in here. You do well. <laughs> you do well. The Switch is the best-selling console in the United States this generation. Don't know how much it sold, but worldwide it sold 22 million. And it's been out for a year and a half, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One has been out since 2013 and has sold 39 million Shocking. worldwide. It hasn't hit 40. For context, the Xbox 360 has sold 84 million. The Xbox One has not even reached 40. The PS4 has sold 86 million and it's been out since 2013. Now the question I want to pose to you guys, do you think the Switch will A, reach the PS4 and B, surpass in sales worldwide we'll start with you Isaac so I have a Switch I haven't actually played it much because I've been really busy with work but uh, over these holidays like that's all I'm going to do all I'm going to do is play my Switch like I'm done with my Playstation I don't want to touch it I just want to be on my Switch Legends of the Breath of the Wild amazing Mario Kart just a great game to play with friends Odyssey which I've got recently actually you got me that thanks again like I played it at mates before and it's just beautiful it's a lot of the best bits of Mario it's just like it's in there it's just refined it is just a fun console and like what Nintendo are doing is a lot of the games that you enjoyed on other consoles are now on the Switch and you might not think that's a big deal but like imagine playing Dark Souls actually I saw someone playing Dark Souls on the tube you can't do that with PlayStation you can't play Skyrim on the tube you can't play Skyrim on the go you can't well, unless you're PC, you can't dress up as Link and play um, play Skyrim. Like, Fires has come to the Switch now. Um, I think Xenoverse is on the Switch now. Like, there are a lot of really good games on the Switch. Like, this portable aspect... Because basically, you've got a home console in your hand. You could say that the PSP was like that as well. But... I don't know, like, the Switch is just so much more versatile. Because it can become your home console. You can take it out on the go. Like... You've got options when it comes to like, the controllers. You've got the two that come with it. That could be either one controller that could turn into two. You've got the Pro Controller, which feels absolutely amazing. And it's just very, like, it just fits in your hand really well. I think the Switch has the potential to definitely catch up to the PS4. I say this with a pinch of salt, though, because obviously if the PS5 does come out in 2019 and you've got the Xbox... Anaconda. Anaconda, thank you. Coming out in 2020, probably. Depending on what they do, the Switch sales may take a decline, possibly. Because, as you've said, one of your theories is you might get the entire like PlayStation library on the PS5. And if that happens, I mean, you're going to want to spend your money on that because yes. there are so many great games in the mm-hmm. PlayStation mm-hmm. library as a whole. If your PlayStation actually becomes portable, then you've got a stronger console that you can take with you on the go because like the Switch is a really good console but like the Xbox One and the PS4 are still a lot stronger than it just more powerful as well play better games on the go and then the last point you said was um VR 
Yeah, the VR. Which like, is the most risky one, but. Yeah, like imagine portable VR, just anywhere you want. Just uh, like, you know what, I'm tired of this lecture. You're at the back of class, just pop That's it on. That's a bit mad, actually. Yeah, you know, <laughs> depending on where video games go. But right now, I, I do see the Switch doing really well and sales increasing because it is a fun console and lots of really good games are coming out. And they're coming out at a really, like, quick pace. Like, I remember when the GameCube was out, like, you got some good games, but it didn't really, like, come out back to back we came out the games were on there the system flew off the shelves it was new it was fun the Wii U is something we don't talk about so we're going <laughs> to skip that um, I don't know what that is then, oh, just, I'm pretty sure that's a frisbee <laughs> but the Switch is just it is something that you want in your household like I always say that you either have a PS4 and a Switch an Xbox and a Switch like the Switch is just always there it belongs in your house and the games on it are just amazing so yeah I do see it catching up and it's just fun it is a lot of fun nice Trey what do you think about it I don't think it will catch the PS4 in sales I'm assuming the PS4 will hold the top spot for now in this category mm-hmm. but I feel like it's done extremely well I think what you what they've done is especially from the failures of I guess the console we do not speak of mm-hmm. on the back of that yeah. to come out with something like this is quite a dramatic turn because what I've realised is it's got people talking whether they're buying it or not it's got definitely got people talking about Nintendo again which is it's, it's a hard thing to do once you bomb so hard it really yeah. is and, mm. and they've done it and they've done it really well I don't think it will catch up because it's a, it's still a niche console and there's nothing wrong with that it's very family orientated mm. I know they you can get games off other platforms but it still has this family game you've got your Mario's and it feels like a console that you can put in maybe one friend or two friends could have you come all together you can play it that's how it feels whereas a Playstation it feels like you need your own mm, that's a good point and I feel yeah. like that's what it is with the service with a Playstation especially with the games especially if you're doing your Call of Duties or your FIFAs and it's so intense those games are really intense so the mm. fact that obviously it's created some of the biggest tournaments it feels like I need my own because I need to practice Yeah. whereas because even when I was thinking about Switches I was thinking about it as a console as someone who doesn't well I played a lot when I had one but as someone who doesn't have one like as a thing to have so when people come over I can just bring it out it's easy to get used to it's easy to play multiple people it's an easy game so if my little sister wants to play or my brother wants to play or my girlfriend wants to play it's dead easy it's not complicated you can kind of get to grasp it really mm. quickly but I can't if I, was to, if I had a choice and the money it would definitely be a PS4 because of I guess the array of games still haven't played Last of Us which is pissing me off but the array <laughs> of games that they have and the choices you have and the competitive competitiveness of those games I think that's what sets it apart and I feel the race realistically is between will be between PS4 and Xbox because they're direct competitive yeah yeah, yeah. very direct whereas Nintendo are doing well and I hope they continue to do well it depends on what happens next year like because of PS5 and stuff but they've made this niche thing of like like you said a really good fun party console Mm. you bring it out we could all play I remember visiting my friend a while ago and he had a Wii 
He's playing Wii Tennis, never touched the console before. And it's so much fun. It's so much it's a lot easier to get into. Then when you see people pick up something like I know it's extreme, but FIFA for the first time, it takes a little bit to get used to. Do you get what I mean? It can be pretty It takes a year. Yeah, it takes well, certain man, it takes a year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but it, it can take a while to get used to. You don't mm. feel like you can just pick it up, get grasped with it quickly and be competitive with mm. whoever you're playing with. Do you get what I mean? I feel like with some of the stuff on the switch you can just play it and have fun as a group and it feels like a thing of a group of two three four five six seven eight as opposed to a two player game or sort mm. of one player game yeah and i feel like that's what the other consoles do well and i guess in the way we live with the internet that works really well because you know i can just play my one player and like you guys said you have like the fortnite stuff but mm. this is a thing you that's you, true with and you, you know your college you can go online and all of you play but you're playing people Mm. broad and stuff with this is a console where I feel like it's more homely more I bring it out let's play guys because it's almost like your charades or your yeah, ludo yeah, of, of, of the gaming yeah. console yeah. it's not taking away anything from the console it's the concepts of it's fun so you pick mm. it out you can give it to your nan you can give it to your little mm. sister mm. and we can all have a good time whereas your PlayStation you don't really want those people messing up your profiles on your game let's be real that's yeah, what it yeah. Is. so yeah and those that's, trophies that's are mine yeah so I feel like with that's why I don't think it can surpass it, but I hope it does well mm-hmm. and it continues the trajectory it's done with other consoles it continues to bring out. Because it, there's no, for me, it would be sad to see this get to the heights it has done. I know of people who never considered it before who are actually seriously debating, do I buy this console? For a variety of reasons. Like the possibility is one of the big things as well. And you know, in a time where, like you said, you're busy, you can't play games. I'm busy, so I can't watch stuff. So having Netflix and downloading it helps me watch and catch up with things. I guess it's the same for gamers. I yeah. can't, I'm busy because I got work, you know, got stuff outings, I'm coming home late, but I want to play my game. Well, I can now on the tube yeah. and I can on the bus mm. and I can on my commute. And it kind of replaces that, I guess, that technology being more accessible everywhere we go mm. and depending on the game I don't see anything wrong with that we need entertainment I mean it's a shame we're cramming it in as opposed to having time to have like a free time but yeah as a concert it works that concept and the way we live our lives now mm. is really onto something but that worries me because when bigger things see smaller things do well they tend to take it no matter what field it is whether it's clothing fashion businesses you name it yeah. does it and there's a likelihood that this these cells has probably surprised other makers because it's still seen as a lit. We we love our Nintendos. It's probably there's probably games on that that probably got us to buy it in the first place and kind of vary off from our PlayStation or Xbox mm-hmm, mm-hmm. normal purchases. Yeah. But when consoles like that do what they've done, it's likely to be then picked up. By the, by the bigger yeah. giants and we see them in the PlayStation and Xbox and they're probably looking at it and thinking right why has this done so well and it never has especially some like Xbox sales haven't been great they're probably thinking as with the money we have the spending power why aren't we where we should be I don't know how it would work for these type of games I feel like it's risky I can't see you really playing Call of Duty on a train doesn't make sense to me but there might be people that might yeah, uh, yeah. Do you get what I mean? But I can't see it because I don't feel like people really play it for the campaign. But if you do, that might be a thing. I feel like I personally wouldn't as a developer, but I'd be looking at other things that maybe, all right, maybe we need like a solid, solid, solid game for us to have 
that keeps bringing people through. And Mario is that game for Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. And it's been here for years. Mm-hmm. And then if Mario doesn't work, Pokemon will. And that kind of combination, then you've got Zelda as well. They've got such unique characters that have stood the test of time completely as far yeah, as consoles. Absolutely. You can give it a try because and if sometimes it feels a bit of repetition, but you like the games, you like the characters. And I feel PS4 are really good at, I guess, bringing out different games that people love and having this, I guess, the engine and the hardware. But I feel like maybe Xbox needs to look at the games they're putting out and whether they need faces of the console. Because I, I don't know how... Was there a Gears of War for the Xbox One? I don't know if there was. You I see? One's coming out. You see? Yeah. That was their face. And that's why they did well. And that's yeah. why, especially when I was in secondary school, a lot of people, oh, why do you have an Xbox Gears of War? That was it, straight, because that was the game. That was a game you couldn't get anywhere else. So much fun. Everyone loved it. People who had PlayStation were considering switching just for Gears, Mm. and you've lost your face. Yeah. Mm. Whereas... They had Halo 2 as well. Yeah, and Halo's gone now. Or it's gone worse, I think. Do you see what I mean? So you had those two as your face, and you couldn't build on it. It couldn't stand the test of time. Mm. So people were like, so what do you have? Mm. I can get on a PS4 anyway. And they have the titles like God of War. You don't have that. I know where I'm going now. And then you have that struggle. Then once you start to do dual platformers, it's like, but then you, you're thinking about it in terms of sales, in terms of, well, I can get an Xbox, I could get an Xbox, but PS4 has it and more. Yeah. And then mm. I can get a Switch because it's completely different. different. So mm-hmm. then why would I bother? So I can see it just completely like gliding past Xbox One with ease 100% with absolute ease PS4 is a bit different because of the dynamics in the way we purchase the games we love the things people play they always seem to be ahead of the trends or setting them when it comes to the games we play but mm. it is still a bit early days because like Andy said it's only been out for like what a year a year and, and a half. half I still feel like though it depends because when I say people are considering it mm. they jump from consideration to purchase a big one especially the price point because the price agree. point is close to I believe the PS4 it was a point and it's mm. just that consideration of but you, like you said you know what kind of a beast the PS4 is yeah. as much as I consider it is it a jump mm. I think it's a consideration for someone who has the consoles already Yeah, I mm. think they're thinking of a secondary so I think mm. they're buying into I wouldn't say they're buying into the PS4 market mm. I think PS4 have already bitten into the Xbox market and they're cutting into the Xbox market because people are like well what do I get as a secondary because yeah. remember there was a point where you had a Playstation and an Xbox or one or the other was there? mhm I never had both. Yeah, I knew yeah. Gears and oh, Halo. Oh, yeah, right. Stuff, yeah, so yeah, it was true. like, well, I love PlayStation stuff, but I can't get those games. Yeah, I see what you mean. And it, the prices were dropping, but I think new consoles were coming out. Mm-hmm. I think it was Xbox 360 at the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm going to get that because it was cheaper, it was quite cheap. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah, cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now, when you think about it, it's like, what can I get as a secondary console? Mm-hmm easy and it's an easy choice I think that's where they suffer I still I get that it's a shorter time frame mm. and they are doing quite well I mean we'll see how they do over Christmas yeah. I think that'll tell them a lot Christmas and New Year's and enough so that hopefully they continue to grow hopefully. I think like you said I mm. haven't seen the catalogue of games that are coming out I've seen mm. what's been out mm. and I've been impressed Yeah, I've been impressed with how they marketed it I've been impressed with the gameplay and what I've seen I've been impressed with even the reviews been very honest and they're normally not about the games and mm-hmm. it's still making you want to try I've been impressed with them trying to attempt things so trying to bring Pokemon into a fighting world is something that I think a lot of people thought of they've done it 
so they're trying things they're trying new things so trying to I guess break their own market mm-hmm. break the market try and in- engage different people which is clever and they have if you've got the IPs try stuff Why not? Yeah. you get what I mean and they, what they're doing is clever they're bringing out I feel like Fortnite's been a great game but it is dying as it's coming towards the end they're then bringing out Mario Smash is clever mm-hmm. because it's in, it's something you're familiar with you know Mario you know this kind of um, battle royal platform and you won't get bored of it because it's new it's mm-hmm. fresh and yeah. it's colourful and it's in your face and that's just before Christmas as well it's clever great it's very very clever mm-hmm. and that's what they did really well so I hope they continue with it mm. you don't want to them to do this and then come out with another Wii U or because yeah. it'd be disappointing mm. do you think that like if there were a lot more stronger like one player games on the Switch that would definitely help with sales like they've got strong titles but they don't have like it's always the same Zelda, Mario, Pokemon. I, I think they have space to start to introduce new characters. I think they have space to introduce a new... Didn't they have that paint splatter one? Is that Splatoon. Splatoon. Yeah. Wasn't that the big one for them as well? That was yeah. a big game for them. Do you yeah. see what I mean? So they, they are doing it. They are creating space. Um, and they are games that... That's an interesting game. You can't really... I can't really see myself playing that on the PlayStation or Xbox when you watch it it looks like mm-hmm. a game made for the Switch you yeah. can't just take it so they're good at that so long as they keep I guess what they have and they do it for me personally if they do it slowly I wouldn't just throw it in I would yeah take I would, time yeah I would develop it properly mm. see what pe- people already on your console can like and what mm. you can bring in yeah. they then start to and then maybe bring out a few don't just come in because I know what they like they'll probably bring out like 150 games all around one player do you think oh, no you know I don't think they they, they do that no they do it with their um, they apparently they're really I guess it's cool they're easier to bring in independent mm-hmm. games makers but yeah so it depends on them I think but yeah the ones that are Oyster now they've built a platform I feel like things have passed have helps as well mm. I think anytime Pokemon does well you think of Nintendo and you had the Pokemon Go phenomenon so you, they have yeah. a lot of build up so it's been really good for them I just don't want them to fall off they will. yeah I don't think they will um, I think you both made really good points so um, with Isaac I think you said something about the gaming catalogue how they mm-hmm. have a lot a very strong roster of games you've got mm-hmm. the Zelda mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild you have Pokemon Let's Go mm-hmm. you have Smash Ultimate mm-hmm. Super Mario Odyssey Metroid Prime hasn't come out yet that will definitely come out yeah, it's that, coming out no next year or the out. year after yeah. it's coming out and this is an issue that I've noticed with Microsoft and Sony consoles their sales tend to be a bit stuttered at start mm-hmm. because the gaming catalogue isn't ready for those consoles yeah. yeah so I noticed this with the PS4 sales were a bit eh for the first year because their titles weren't ready mm-hmm. and then you got like Uncharted and then you had mm. other great games Tomb Raider came back I think I mean you always got those games that are gonna do numbers like FIFA Madden mm. NFL UFC best sports that's a long time yeah. ago <laughs> <laughs> so, you know those games that they churn out on an yeah, annual yeah. basis those always do well but it's n- now that we're getting games like Spider-Man it's mm-hmm. now we're getting God of War it's now we're getting Red Dead Redemption 2 these games that have broken the mould and pushed software and hardware to its absolute limit mm-hmm. and with the Nintendo I think with the Switch coming out this many years later than the PS1 and Xbox One it's helped it because all these games that would have taken 3 or 4 years to, to like redevelop and remap onto this weird hybrid console they're out now because mm. we have Xenoverse 
we have fighters we have Diablo 3 mm-hmm. mm, we so. have so many games that are on the, the the main two home brands now on this Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. and I think that's really helped with sales Troy mentioned a couple of good points this one I'm not sure if this helps or hinders more with the Nintendo Switch you can play it with other people who don't have a Switch and that's good because you get more players you get you know mm. more fun mm. but that can also hurt in terms of sales because if I know you have a Switch, Isaac, and you come to my house every week or every two weeks, you're going to bring the Switch. I don't need to buy one. Because the Joy-Cons can be split to two players. Yeah. And that is a great, you know, USP. But mm-hmm. I think also that can that can prevent me from buying a game if it's like, mm-hmm. you have one, I don't need one. Like, I can save some money over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a counterpoint would be... Because I've just recently gotten, like, the Pro Controller. And, like, you can use the Joy-Cons, but, like they're really small and they're not the best controllers to have to play a game together they're all right they're okay yeah they're good and when you put them in the dock it's quite nice but the pro controller is lovely i think the joy cons work best when they're on the actual switch in portable mode otherwise yeah it'd be really good to actually have a controller and also what you said about how if like you've got a friend that's got one and they come over and they bring their switch and you don't really need to have one I think the quality of the Switch is is really high. So, like, your friend's going to take the Switch away and you're not going to have Switch anymore, but you're still going to want to play yeah. it, in my opinion. If something is really good quality and you are exposed to it for long enough, you're going to want it anyways. So I think that, if anything, will help sell more units because okay. that in yeah. and of itself is, like, a sort of marketing because it's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we can play together, mm-hmm. let's do this. Mm-hmm oh this is really good I kind of want this and then he goes he comes back yeah yeah this is really why don't I have this yet I'm going to get one and then you just kind of go from there yeah because yeah. like you're, you're getting a first hand test without buying it yeah yeah and it might be a thing where I, I like I've come today I've played it I might have been considering it before mm. I've played it I'm thinking yeah I'm going to get it for myself because then maybe I'm not even if I was to come here every two weeks, there might be people in my circle I want to play with. And then I bring people over. Sure. They play. You they have play. another circle? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. And then there's people in their circle. We're, we're they quite might popular guys, you know. Maybe there's people in... Do you get what I mean? Just, I get that point. That's a really good point of just playing it yeah. and just being able to... I've experienced it and now I want it. Mm. And then someone else... Then you, it's almost like playing share. Yeah. Shared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we can play it again. We share. Mm, mm. And then I don't need to bring it anymore because he has one mm. because we played and we shared. So we'll yeah. see. Good work. I think another good thing you said, Troy, was basically a lot of gamers will either have a PS4 or an Xbox One this generation. With the last generation, I think you're correct. A lot of gamers had both the 360 and the PS3, just because mm-hmm. the 360, you know, was widely revered as a superior console. Mm-hmm. And the PS3 had some good titles on it, especially with the free online aspect. But with this generation, I think most gamers have one or the other because Sony and Microsoft are direct competitors. Nintendo, however, are kind of on their own path. So what you find with a lot of gamers is they will have a PS4 and a Switch, Mm -hmm. or they'll have an Xbox One and a Switch. And that is something that helps the Switch be in its own weird bubble Mm -hmm. that is not in direct competition, but it is in the same industry. It's the same, it's trying to do the same thing, sell game consoles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And I think that's something that will really help it in the coming times. So in conclusion, I think the Switch will completely surpass the Xbox One. Whether it will reach the PS4, I think it will I think it will catch up to the PS4. I don't think it will surpass it in sales. I think it will catch up to it. I think I mean this is very hard because what factors do you use to project sales for a console mm. that, you know, has really no comparison? I think the Switch will get into the same range as the PS4 and the PS4 is like the sixth best selling console of all time so yeah I'm excited to see where the Switch will go I think it will mm. catch up do you see this as is a play from Nintendo from I guess being a secondary console to an actual competitor is a question to both just because as you're speaking in my mind I was thinking so if if so I've come in now I've had a relatively poor year so I've come in I need to do well at this present moment I can't compete with top two so what if I come in next to the top two? So now I'm in every, or I'm roughly in every game is home with that's the aim. Whereas maybe my competitors are in one or the other. And I've managed to establish that path. Do I, can I establish myself as an actual top three console? Or do I continue to play second fiddle? What do you think? If you, if you had to switch now, use Nintendo, use the head, on the way things have gone throughout. Yeah what would your I guess play be that's a really good question I think because I'm, I'm not really a competitive person but I can be competitive and I've seen it come out <laughs> I've seen it mm. and I'm just like wow is that me Isaac <laughs> but I think it's in Nintendo's best interest to to keep that second fiddle because their only second fiddle because of of who they are really because you've got the hardcore gamers that just want a console just want to bang out games like games like Call of Duty Fortnite will always sell like platforms like these are the games that a lot of gamers want fighting games like Tekken like Street Fighter these are like selling consoles sometimes there are whole like esports industries just for them and I think the the only esport you'll get on the Switch is uh, Smash um, and I'm not even sure if that is something that's ever going to be established or if that's been like worked it's on. It's a pretty big community there yeah. in the fighting game world. Yeah. yeah, but obviously Smash has just come out, so I'm not sure if like tournaments have been set up for it just yet. And I don't want to just make things up. I know Melee um, had the massive like yes. following. Yeah. People loved that game. There was actually like a a mod to turn to like to get all like the physics and like the fighting styles of Melee onto Brawl. Um, okay, it was just so good. Yeah. But basically, with Switch, obviously, it's like every home is that family game. And, like, I think Nintendo dominates that market. It's like, if you want a family console for the family, you go Nintendo. Like, there's no point getting a PlayStation or an Xbox, in my opinion. If I had, like, lots of kids and I wanted to keep them happy, I'm getting a Switch. And, like, you've got smart TVs now, so, like, the whole, like, entertainment system kind of thing, it's like, I know PlayStation and Xbox kind of want to, like, push that like this is an entertainment station but like I've got a smart TV and I've got my Netflix and I've got my Amazon Prime like I don't need your like entertainment like whatever I can entertain myself and I think that like pound for pound if if Nintendo were to try and fight PS4 and Xbox first and foremost you have to fight two massive brands so what will happen is instead of getting half the pie you're now going to get like so basically Nintendo are based it's weird like you've got the PlayStation and the Xbox and there's a pie and then one half of that pie goes to like uh, PlayStation, the other half goes to Microsoft and then Nintendo are over here with like, I don't know, like a cheesecake and they get all of that cheesecake. 
if Nintendo were to try and like get some of that pie, I feel like they wouldn't get enough of that pie to make it worth it because if you were to start releasing things like Call of Duty on the Switch I'm still going to play it on PlayStation 4 I'm still going to play it on the mm, Xbox okay. if you were to if for some reason God of War came out on the Switch I'm still getting it on the PS4 <laughs> I would cut myself like, yeah you know like there are certain games where it's like I play this on the PS4 I play this on the Xbox the Xbox the PS4 just got better graphics Um, it's just a better console it won't lag if I'm online like there's just certain things where it's like unless Nintendo want to like really up their hardware and just release like a beastly console that can just compete a console that just comes with like a standard controller you don't have to buy separately because that controller is pretty expensive but that's another price point unless Nintendo can do that and completely like kind of change the way they market their consoles it's going to be tough and if Nintendo did do that it is more marketing like you are the family console if you try and get in on like you know the fighters and all the shooters then that's a lot more work to do because people don't associate you with that so like right now they're doing really well they're getting a lot of money coming in by being the alternative console the the other console and like you know what i think Nintendo should definitely stick with that because i mean i think once upon a time i don't know why like being nerdy wasn't considered to be cool but now it's like it's all the rage look at big yeah. bang theory like and nintendo their consoles are that nerd and I feel like if they just continue with what they're doing and they're completely different it's like they've always got a sort of monopoly because you're not going to get like banging party games on that PS4 compared to Nintendo you're not going to be able to like fill a room of your friends and bang out a game on Nintendo because like on the PlayStation you got to be unless you have like four PlayStations together and you're gonna play Call of Duty together or whatever, like you can't do that, you have to be like in different places. You can play some games together in your like front room or whatever if you've got the PlayStation or Xbox, but there's just so much multiplayer to be had locally on the Switch, and I feel like the Switch should just definitely keep what they're doing. And in quotation marks, play second fiddle, because I think second fiddle is the wrong word. They're just, they're not, they're not even in competition. They're, they're in a different like league. Like PlayStation and Xbox are playing football, and Nintendo are happily playing tennis and doing their own thing. And I think they should stick to that. I don't think they need to compete directly with PlayStation Four and Xbox. And I think it might lead to their downfall if they try to. Yeah, that was literally what I was going to say. Um, I pretty much agree with that. I think it is very tempting for Nintendo to think. Mm we've made a lot of money with the Switch, mm. with this, with that. With the next gen, let's just try and take it all. But I think with that, you have to remember that the Xbox One and the PS4 are vastly superior when it comes to hardware memory. And I don't think Nintendo can compete on the same games. Like Call of Duty, fighting games, you gave examples. I'm not gonna play Tekken on the Switch over the PS4. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to do that. The Switch and Nintendo in general, their USP has always been very unique titles, very unique consoles. From the concept, shaping, logos, colours, everything about Nintendo has been done so it separates them from the rest. And that is enough for people to think, I don't need to choose between Nintendo and Sony, I can have them both. And when it comes to money, money... It is a deterrent, but I don't think it's the biggest deterrent when you're selling an item in any sort of way. Money is only a deterrent when the person's thinking, is it worth this? Mm -hmm. Is it worth this investment? 
is this 300 pounds worth it and i think because nintendo is family themed there are a lot of sales that they're going to get that sony and microsoft cannot dominate in call of duty you're not going to get that as a family game whereas with mario kart splatoon maybe there's a lot of games that you can get I feel like Splatoon, yeah, it just takes a, a normal shooter and makes it family friendly. Yeah, there's a lot of games out there that you can get for your kids, for your family. That is where a lot of the money is. Like, if you go on YouTube, a lot of the highest viewed videos are tutorials teaching kids how to say the alphabet, teaching kids words, because as human beings, we learn very well when things are accompanied with song. So like the alphabet, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, a lot of these songs that you will never forget are because there's a melody behind them. If Nintendo continue to target the family, they're gonna stay, you know, very far ahead. There's a reason why Nintendo have got more numbers than Sony and Microsoft, and that's because they've been out longer than both of them, and they target families. And I think they need to continue to do that, basically. They need to remain true to themselves. Troy, what are your thoughts? Here's my question. Well, you asked the question, yeah. wow, this is going on for so yeah. long, I really yeah. didn't realise yeah, you asked I that just, question. No, I posed it because I just find yeah. it interesting because it's almost like the big, the big lights, isn't it? I can see it, it's close, should I go for it, should I not? Mm. I mean, is it any other consoles? I mean, there's that Soldier Boy console that's come out. Yeah. I mean, big contender there. <laughs> for a lawsuit. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> Goodness me. And do you think there will be any movement in the market? Because it seems to be dominated, I guess, between, I guess, America and Japan. Well, do you think any? Do you think there's a capacity for a new console? Do you think there's a point, or is it just better for, I guess, other nations to focus on creating games for these consoles? Because someone's already done it. Again, that's a very good question. I seem to remember. I don't know if I have make if I'm going to make this up. There was a console developed by Brazilians, and it has one, two, three, four instead of A, B, X, Y. I can't remember what it was called, and it obviously didn't do well because no one knows what it is. But that was, you know, at least a move from a different nation to kind of take some of that uh, gaming capital. I think potentially, yes, there is nothing that cannot be done when it comes to money and sales. I think there is definitely the potential for China to come up with a console that competes with the PS5, Brazil, Africa, to put out something that competes with the next gen, it's just not easy. It's not as easy as me saying that. It's very difficult. It requires yeah, marketing. It requires rapport. I love capital. Yeah. No, it's it's like starting a business, really. Yeah, like, if you know there's a business of, say, donuts that is dominated by Americans, you're going to have to do a lot of work to overcome that mm-hmm. well-established donut company that's been there for, like, 50, 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. In terms of moving of the market, I don't know. It will take a while. I don't see it coming in the next gen. But maybe definitely it would be cool especially because we could see a lot more inclusiveness in games like we are seeing inclusiveness but it's a very steady pace like i don't know how long we're going to have to wait to get like you know a black female main character in the game a long time. but i feel we'll have Far to wait Cry? i've not played that game so i wouldn't know no, i don't think it's out yet it's the oh, newest okay. one oh. but there were two black females on the box and in trailers oh really but like i've never played a far cry game so yeah. i don't know if you're like the anti-villain or not because okay. they seem like they're up to no good and i love that already um <laughs> but i don't know if they're like the good guys yeah, or yeah. the bad guys so but yeah i think the way we get that inclusiveness is other people throwing their ideas in the hat yeah i think there is the potential for new challenges in the market there was a console called like the oya that like came out a while ago it let you do a lot of things 
I don't know much about it so I guess that goes to show like what it's like to try and come in as a new competitor mm. is quite tough because you've got really well established names that are just in every house I think this was a kit that like you could easily like mod or like make games on or whatever but I don't know too much about it it came out a while ago a couple of years back actually but I haven't heard anything about it since I don't know, maybe like it's just got a niche market, maybe they've stopped doing something with it. But yeah, it's called the Oya, O U Y A. So um to everyone give that a look. Yeah, we should definitely look into that and talk about it. Yeah, maybe if it's worth talking about. The next gen Xbox One successor. Can we call the Xbox One a failure? It hasn't even sold forty million. Is is that a bad number in terms of video in terms of console sales though? If I'm comparing it to the Xbox 360, yes. Is it the yeah. worst of all consoles though? No, I think it's the 14th best. Oh, how much? How many? Sorry. I don't know, but I'm not going past 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like by their standards, they can consider it a failure. In terms of if you're a direct competitor, I would feel. I'd be looking around thinking what the hell's happened mm-hmm. and with our need of restructure in terms of what I'm designing it's kind of like for me I guess they're the kind of Nike and Adidas of the world I'm sure Adidas are always trying to do things and the way they've gone about their stuff this year has really made Nike think about what they do and I feel like if you're a competitor especially to the top that's what you're trying to do and from what I guess what they're about you know the were they supposed to be the most impressive hardware they were selling? Yes, yeah. the for most all, powerful console. For all of that, I would say they're probably disappointed with themselves um, and probably with themselves consider this, all things considered, a failure. Whether other people feel like that is a different question, but I think within the company, personally, I would because I'd be thinking we... It's, kind of, it's like the thing I was talking about Nintendo. It's the thing of we've done well, what happened and why? So was it our games? Was it the way we released things? Was it the console we released? Should we have just released the one console instead of the many options? Mm. Where did we go wrong? Mm. And then when this new one comes out, how do we get back to where we were? Yeah. I would agree. I would consider the Xbox One a failure. Yeah, but you don't like Xbox at all. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider the Xbox 360 a failure. I'd consider that a great success, Mm -hmm. even though they had a lot of issues with their startup because Red Ring of Death happened a lot because they rushed production to get Mm -hmm. that console out. I would just straight up consider Xbox One a failure the way I would consider the Saturn, the Wii U, and, you know, even the Dreamcast commercial failures. To go on that, I think a bit compared to the Wii U is a bit much because yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that, but you know like, the Wii U was. I think the Xbox was so much better than the Wii U, um, but the Wii U is just a coaster. So no, fair enough. I mean, that's even that's Nintendo. Even, you've done really well. I just want to say because yeah. all things considered, boy, come out well. I think so. Like what you're saying on like what we did, what we could do better, and whatnot, like. I feel like maybe that's what Sony did because obviously the Xbox 360 dominated. For me as a gamer, I completely preferred the PS3 and that's probably because God of War was in it, Infamous was on it, certain key Classics. ones. Yeah, mm. do you know what I mean? Like Jack and Daxter was re-released on it. There were some really good games that I just wanted on the Sony, on the PlayStation, coming into this generation. Uh, so like, if you look back to 360, it had some really great games. Like you had Halo, you had Gears of War, 
I'm not a big like Microsoft or Xbox guy, so I can't tell you more. I feel like so there was a time when they came out, mm. as you're saying, they, they cornered the market for shooters. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially for Call of Duty, mm. and a lot of people played it on the Xbox mm. as well. People said I they had a better controller as well. Full yeah. it, and they had that market. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what helped them too. Yeah, exactly. And in this generation, I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Xbox, but like I knew what they were doing, I knew what they were about when the 360 was out. In this generation, I just think the Xbox One looks nice as a console. That's for me. That's it. If you were to ask me what game on Xbox One, like I really wanted, and I thought looked really cool, I think I could only tell you one game I want: Sunset Overdrive, and that was made by Insomniac. That was a Xbox One exclusive. Really good game, but then it stops there because when it comes to great one-player games. And I think that's one of the reasons why PlayStation had like better sales because the games on offer were just better. You had Horizon, you had God of War. I'm just gonna look at my library quickly. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> um, then you had Spider Man as well. They always forget Spider Man. Yeah, I don't know why. Everything you probably wanted that you could buy on the Xbox One, you could probably get on the PlayStation. So it was like. And I'm pretty sure we said this earlier, like, why would you buy the Xbox? I don't think Xbox did enough to make itself unique. And that's why, like, PlayStation just kind of just ran with it, took off. And that's why Switch is doing so well, because it is unique. Mm. You don't want the same thing in gaming. Like, you want something new. You want something different. And hopefully what will happen in the next console wars is hopefully Switch will get better sales and then hopefully the Xbox will outdo the outdo Sony. And I only say this because I feel like the rivalry and the mm-hmm. fact that like you have PlayStation and you have Sony is so good for the video game industry because it means they have to stay on their toes. If you don't, this is what happens mm. in the last generation. Actually, no, let's just go all the way back to PlayStation 1 and N64. I think the PlayStation 1 beat out the N64 just because it had like a really good games library. PlayStation 2, really amazing games library, and its competitors didn't really have the biggest libraries, and PlayStation was dominated for that because it was just a better console, it had more games. Xbox 360 dominated over PlayStation. This is when the rivalry is like really getting like heated massively. So then PS4, this generation, dominates. I like that next generation the xbox now need to do something they need to get their fans back they need to step it up they need to bring their a game Mm -hmm. playstation are sitting pretty hopefully they bring their a game but right now they're in a really good place there's not as much pressure like from shareholders there's not much pressure from the fans that pressure isn't there for them to deliver obviously it's there but like it's not as much as xbox as much as sony will have right now Mm. because they need to like their sales are like basically half of what um Sony have got. Yeah. And for a business, for your direct competitor to like do so much better than you, it's, it's not looking good, especially yeah. when you dominated in the previous generation. Yeah. Like you yeah. have done something wrong. You haven't kept up with the times. Now you need to do something and that is going to give Sony to kick up the backside they need mm. to like keep putting out good games. And you've seen it with FIFA and Pro. Where's Pro now? It's just gone. In the bin. Hasn't kept up. And now FIFA can do whatever it wants. Yeah, like make the board ten times heavier. Yeah, or like do the same thing for like the past what three or four games. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> like you need that competition. It's good. Yeah, you agree. You really do. yeah. I would agree with that. I think the PlayStation dominated its generation against the N sixty four. I would say so. Mm-hmm. I think the PS two definitely dominated against the Xbox and the GameCube. I don't even think that's up for debate. Which is the PS two just bullied everyone. Else. Yeah, PS two just wiped everyone out. 
I would say Xbox 360 won their generation. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't the Wii part of that generation? Ah, oh, crap. Oh, yeah, just, you're right. Yeah, yeah what? Yeah, Wii did good as well. Oh, that's tight. Then I didn't know. Because yeah, yeah, this yeah, is the thing. Like, yeah. Wii is just its own like own yeah, you always forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just does well. But yeah, I would say PS4 has dominated this generation. I think Xbox One's failure is due to their marketing for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, they kept going on about how it's an entertainment console. They kept talking about it's the most powerful console. They kept talking about Netflix. They kept talking about you could watch all this TV on this games console. What does that do for me who's a gamer? Say I don't care for Netflix. I don't care for YouTube. I am an, you know, 20 something, 30 something year old gamer. I want to play my games, turn on my console, put my disc in, play. I don't care for like all this extra stuff. Otherwise you get a PC. I get a laptop, I get a Mac, I get, I don't know, you know? I just want a a games console. So I think Xbox One failed in that regard to convey why gamers should buy that console. Whereas the PS4 came out straight and was like, their tagline, their slogan is, this is for the players. And they've kept that since. With that, it's like, this is a games console. I know what I'm getting with this. Another thing that I think really hurt the Xbox One was how they handled E3. I can't remember which year it was. But it was that thing when they said all this stuff where it was like, you need to sign in online once a day or you get locked out of your Xbox One. Oh my goodness, yes. Keep going. You can't play secondhand games. You can't game share. It got so bad that people were comparing the Xbox One to a rock. (laughs) And they came to the conclusion that you could have more fun with a rock than the Xbox One. You could throw it at the people at Microsoft who made these (laughs) shitty decisions. (laughs) Yeah, that was very bad that the PS4 Mm -hmm. did a counter video to show you that you could play secondhand games with a tutorial. That was the best video ever. Saying, this is how you play. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you share games. games, And it was one person handing a game to the other person. Xbox One buried themselves. And for me, I was never gonna buy an Xbox One after that. Mm-hmm. That showcase was disgraceful. I was never, ever going to even consider it. Because you've stopped it being about players and you've made it about money straight away. Yeah, why, absolutely. Why can't I share my game? When I was between... I was in secondary school and when I was between, like, 11 and 16, I guess. Even up to college, you had a really good game. Your mate didn't have it. you just trade games with them. Yeah. you play it out. But like, this game's sick. You might be able to keep it. You might buy one for yourself. It is literally just sharing of games before YouTube was a thing. Like, because... Back when I was a kid, that wasn't there. How yeah. do you know about this game? Yeah. Yo, I've got the sick game, you should try it. Lend it to your mate. Yo, this game's sick. They start talking about it. Maybe the friend you've lent it to will not buy it because he's played yours, but he'll talk to his friends about it. Mm-hmm. That's going to create a buzz. You've got a game selling now. And like, if you take away that aspect, then it now becomes you buy it, it's just yours, you can't really share it anymore. And that's a problem. I don't feel like that, from based on what you said, because I didn't know about it. E3 but I, what I do know about especially people is they don't like hearing what they can't do with things mm. yeah yeah, absolutely I, I'm going to be honest I don't know many people that would share their games anyway but you don't need to mention that you can't yeah. you just like having the option yeah um, yeah. I know if you're in, from what I know of avid gamers if you are one you are not sharing your game anyway you just tell someone to go and buy it but you want the option mm. I don't know why you would make a move to tell people you don't have that option. Mm. So like, lately, right, yeah, because you're right. Because yeah. then it's about you make it about money. Mm. I feel like what PS4 did really well, mm. really, really well, was just generally the, the. So I remember at the beginning, every Christmas or so often they advertise 
the console and then it just becomes about the games you know more about the games mm. so then once your games are specific to platform so say I'm looking at Spider-Man specific it wasn't was it was it Spider-Man yeah oh yeah so you're looking at Spider-Man you've seen all the hype you're like I want to get I want to get it also, like, it's on Playstation oh couldn't buy a place. Yeah, literally. Whereas they haven't spoken about the console, it's not been mentioned, it's just been mentioned that this particular game mm. is on a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's always happened with games consoles. They don't really sell itself, it's the games that sell them. Absolutely. Mm. I don't know why. It's, it's important because I feel like if you have decent games and within your ads you have in game graphics, people can come to their own conclusions. If you want to know more, just go online and research. Yeah. You have that opportunity mm-hmm. as opposed to telling us, I guess. It's a powerful. It's it's all right to have a line in there, maybe in your ads. That's a powerful console, but because mm. people want to see the games, mm. like okay, it's great, it's powerful. But what am I actually doing? Yeah. Mm. And like you said, Netflix is great, but you could do that on any console. I mean, you have it on the PS3, mm. so you know. But I don't get one game from that. I can get it on my phone. I can download mm. it on my laptop. Call Amazon Prime access anywhere. Smart TV stick. Like you said, it's a games console. As a games console, what do I get from it? I guess for them, as we said, I guess they are a failure, unfortunately for them. But yeah, I like the idea of them, even if it is a failure, that rivalry still going, hopefully they have that hunger. I don't want to see a pro situation because I feel the same about FIFA. I like FIFA, don't get me wrong. Love the game, and that's just because I'm a general football fan. But I always felt like pro missed something. I feel like what they missed was that Adriano factor. People loved having it as an arcade game and having a character. And that's something FIFA couldn't do. FIFA was too authentic to do that. They have a person that you can shoot from anywhere on the pitch and just go. It's fun, it's silly, but it's fun. And it separates you from your competitors, but it, it starts to make people think. Because then I was thinking, okay, maybe Pro is an actual arcade football game. So it's different, you get what I mean? Yeah. Then they can get away with something different. So say, a, a crazy mode where you can do power-ups. They're most likely to be able to do a better FIFA Street than FIFA yeah. because they're an arcade game and it I makes, buy that. do you get what I mean it <laughs> makes sense but they never really capitalised yeah, on it yeah, they yeah. tried to be authentic because it became there was a point where it became oh but they don't have the team's real names I'm not going to buy it yeah. oh but they don't have this whereas people were always fighting the corner because of the gameplay they start to lose that they try to compete but not find their way mm. but on the basis of this I guess for the next gen I know you're going to talk about the next gen with the successes of the PS4 and do you do you feel like it's a particular category just off the bat that's made it successful in terms of gaming because we've seen that with Xbox 360 and do you think it's a thing where games as much as it is about the market what people are, what consoles are doing are dominating a particular genre and that genre mm. seems to be doing well mm. we talk about Spider-Man Redemption mm. and God of War this is just from what you've spoken about what I've seen they a particular genre of games yeah. whereas before it used to be Call of Duty Shoes. Of War. Yeah. So, and I've seen the change do you think that's something the next gen whoever picks it up first and gets those games wins or do you think now it's going to go back to how it was when consoles first started out what kind of games could you get because I remember getting a Playstation and thinking I could get a shooter an adventure the racing this or that and the same for PS2 so we talk about the libraries whereas then when you move on from those ones it's kind of like who dominates this particular genre that seems to be flavour of the month mm. that is a very good question and I think I think whoever capitalises on the next genre in gaming will win mm. I think there are other factors that will determine yeah of course yeah, yeah. but I do I've never even thought about it until you've said it, but I definitely think that is the case. There is a genre of game that will dominate a time period, and whoever can plug in 
and get the most out of that will you know make a lot of money out of it we saw it with shooters it was undoubtedly the most popular genre last gen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with this gen it seems to be more action adventure open world games that is what is selling this gen and luckily for sony you know they had so many exclusive titles that um, were just that and that seems to be a key mm-hmm. to both consoles that did well had exclusives within these genres that you just couldn't get that's always going to be a usp because mm. as you said games sell consoles yep because the console is just a brick at the end of the day it doesn't do anything if yeah, it's you don't a rock. have good games yeah exactly um, yeah which is why the rock was better than the uh yeah. one mm. you just need a healthy like roster of games mm. i completely agree it just depends which genre is the best and it's hard to say which one's going to be because right now like shoes are still popular yeah, I'm like, not taking away from that. Yeah, yeah, not at all, not at all. But like, I don't think in the previous generation, action adventure games were as popular as they are now. Yeah. So it's like it's it's just predicting like what's there. And yeah, you're right. If someone can do that, then they win. They yeah. they win straight away. But then at the same time, I don't think that's fair to say because, I mean, what the Xbox and PlayStation have been out for like what five six years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have been hard for like Microsoft to like find a new developer or whatever. Maybe have a chat with them. Like even in the last two years or the last year of the console, just part of banging like. It depends on the console's remit, doesn't it? So it depends if the selling point was. So from what I know, I think the selling point was mm-hmm. to include more gamers. Yeah. Male, female, mm-hmm. black, white, wherever your ethnicity, wherever you're from. Yeah. It's a console for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you do advertise it, I mean, they have the power to, they definitely have the funds to, but when you yeah. do advertise to everybody, it can be quite difficult. Mm-hmm. So I guess it depends. So it seemed like PS4 was like, well, on the basis of last year, what can we do? Mm-hmm. What titles did well that we can bring forward? What generally does well? Mm-hmm. And what could we bring out? Whereas Xbox is like, cool, maybe it's the console that does well. The consoles yeah. did really well. They sell this as a better console. I don't know. It depends on the discussions, doesn't mm, it? True. But you're right. It does. It, there's a lot that goes into. Mm. I guess. I think right now consoles need like flexibility because we're mm. in a time where graphics are going to be really good. We've seen that like first player games are going to be banging. We've seen that like shooter games are just amazing. The quality is out there. The mm. standard has been set. The bar has been set. Nintendo have consistently set that bar, so they're like in a good place. But I think PlayStation and Xbox just need flexibility right now mm. because we've seen it in both console generations. Like the PS, PS3 didn't really like capture that shooter market as well as the Xbox did, and like you've got to be, you've got to change. You can't just continue pushing the same narrative that's losing you sales. You can't. Like you have to just switch up at some point. Yeah, yeah, we're like the most powerful console, whatever. Blah blah blah. Okay. Just change it. Literally, that was their tagline. I don't even remember it. Like, no one's talking about it. No one... Oh, oh, that's a lie. Like, yeah. they still sell, like, yeah, so consoles. many consoles. Yeah, but as in, it's not working as well as it should. Yeah. So just change it if you need to. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Because at the end of the day, you're literally an entertainment company, so entertain us. Like, and I'm not even saying that to be a dickhead. <laughs> it's like, give us what we want and we will buy your console. If you bring something better, then obviously that's easier said than done. Yeah. yeah. And I can sit here and just talk about it and not be in the studio with them and like in those board meetings, but the numbers speak for themselves. Like, yeah. Xbox needed to change something and they couldn't. So, yeah. if that does happen again, I feel like whichever losing side it is, they should definitely, you know, 
get something together like have an emergency fund if they need to like set it in the budget mm. if something isn't going well we need to be able to change and quickly like the businesses who can react to change mm. are the ones that survive to this day yeah definitely like, you know what I mean like, that's why um, Sega's done <sighs> yeah oh wow poor Sega <laughs> but you, know, you can see true. from this yeah. podcast there's no love for consoles that just don't do well absolutely none no yeah. sympathy nothing just cut through I mean I'm, as the consumer it's not about being nice like yeah. we're buying your product yeah. so you have to I give mean, us something there's good. not being nice and this is not mentioning it but you make a specific um, effort to mention it but that's what we do here we're not going to like hide things yeah, under the rug fine. I'm just saying it's under now. the lights <laughs> yeah <it's proper. laughs> I don't know what to say to that. We're, we're just real. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, it's a perfect example of what you're saying. Like, I'm backing up what you're saying with facts. Mm. Sega used to be a powerhouse in this thing. Yeah. And, you know, they failed a couple of generations and sometimes that's all it is. Yeah, that's what it are expensive. Like, you it's can't some spend £300 on something that isn't good. Worth it. Yeah, As you said, as consumers, we do need to be ruthless because they definitely are. 100%. I'm gonna say this now. Like how I was so annoyed that Sony released a controller, a first party controller, with no rumble. What the hell was the six axes, man? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh yeah, the six axes, yeah, yeah. What? How can you not have rumble? N sixty four had rumble. What's going on? <laughs> but I think this goes back to something you said earlier mm. that companies that react well to change survive and yeah. that's what we saw with Sony with the PS3 exactly because when they started the Xbox 360 was battering the PS3 in sales in terms of fan opinion PS3 mm. was a dumpster truck like it was a <laughs> disgrace but they react <laughs> how can you call it a dumpster truck <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> they reacted well, yeah. They reacted well to their failures. Like, yeah. we didn't like the six axis. Mm-hmm. There was no dual shock. There was no rumble. Mm-hmm. They came up with the dual shock three. We didn't feel that there were enough games. Mm-hmm. They got God of War three to come out. Mm-hmm. They infamous. Brought back, yeah, they brought out Infamous. Mm-hmm. They brought back games from the PS2 and re-released them. Mm. PS3 actually re- reacted very well to their initial failure. Yeah. And they only came up 200,000 units short of the Xbox 360 by the end of their that's lifetime. Yeah. Uh, from when they started, that's a very good shift. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what works in Sony's favor. And they used that to um, make sure the PS4 was better than ever. That was the kick up their backside. Yeah. And now it's Xbox's turn because with the original Xbox, no one really had any expectations. That was their first you know, attempt in the ring. Mm-hmm the 360 came out and they just battered mm-hmm. and now it's like they got comfy they were the fat cats and like the hungry challengers came out and took the belt off them and I think because of that they desperately need to release a new console as mm-hmm. soon as possible because the Xbox One's done yeah. I don't care about the Xbox S the Xbox Y the Xbox AB the Xbox Sigma I don't care I want the new thing yeah. now why not just like put all your efforts into one good console and just have it at that or just make a superior console that is just superior in every way shape or form doesn't need to be so many variations I think for two reasons one is stat padding because mm-hmm. you can include them all in your figures mm-hmm. the Xbox One has sold 50 million but 30 of those are the original 10 of those are like the Xbox One X mm-hmm. the 
10 is like Xbox Slim or whatever. And two, people like to buy new stuff. That is true. So if you hold out in the market because mm. you don't know what you want, and then the Xbox One has been out for like three years, mm. you might not want it anymore because like, oh, this is kind of outdated. Yeah. Here comes an Xbox One S, which mm-hmm. is even greater output. So, you know, similar to what they did with the Pro, mm. PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. Because it's new and you have the funds for it, mm-hmm. I think that could be an enticing appeal for new buyers. True. I would say something. I slightly disagree because for me, I got my PlayStation late and I just, and the Slim was out, the Pro was out, but I just went and got the classic first PlayStation that came out because it was the cheapest one. I knew that was coming. I knew it. Exact same games. I'm here for the games. I knew it. I'm here for the games. There's a beautiful PlayStation 4 console that's got Kratos' face on it. It's having a lovely picnic of Atreus, but it's £50 more. Get me the dirt cheap one that plays the same games. I'm here for the games and only the games. So your PS4 is a 500 gig? Uh, No, one terabyte. That's not the original then? No, no, no. I mean, it's not the Slim. That's what I mean. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Calm, It's calm. the same, yeah, yeah. like... I get you. The, the old one. That's a good point as well. Yeah, like, but we're gamers. I think... And as poor. <laughs> and poor, yeah, I think, definitely. I These said, are expensive consoles, <laughs> man. Four. I think, as I said before, mm. with, with some consumers, price isn't the issue. Worth yeah, that's true. is the issue. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, I think... But, no, can I just... I just, I just don't get it, like... Okay, fair enough for the Pro, because, like, you know, it's 4K and whatnot, it runs faster and everything, but, I mean, if the original PlayStation and then the Slim are the same, are, like, do the same thing, but the original's just a bit cheaper, I'm not going to look at the console, I just want to play the games. I don't understand. No, I think, like, the, the software and the hardware would have to be improved for it yes. to be, yeah. be justified. So, like, the PS4 Pro, mm. obviously, you get a better output on a 4K TV. Yeah. Like, games like Spider-Man and God of War look very different yes. on the Pro, mm. on a 4K TV. So that's why they would do these new mm. consoles, to yeah. try to keep up with the trends. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would say the Xbox One definitely need to put out a console soon. And they've announced that their successor to the One is mm. going to come out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Codename Anaconda. I think it was Scarlet before, but it's Anaconda mm. for now. Yeah. I just think it's bad timing because the PlayStation are going to release it potentially 2019, and if that's before Christmas, they're getting a nice boon in sales because people, like you said, people like buying things that are new, and especially there's that Christmas, there's that Christmas pressure, there's that capitalistic like nature that's been like embedded into a lot of us unfortunately like i'm trying to like lose that now in fact for me and another friend we're actually just going to do our christmas and gift giving in january there are going to be sales we're going to get gifts together like it's cost savings man i'm not going to spend like 100 quid unnecessarily like get the same thing for a little bit cheaper and we're boys there's no pressure there it's like i'll get you something nice you get me something nice we save a bit of money yo this sounds great but people if the penny gonna... is dropping for you it's just dropped for Andy he's just realised he could have done the exact same thing he's <laughs> killing him uh, sorry no it's alright yeah, just push back Christmas by a month <laughs> Jesus do you mind staying in Mary's womb a little longer <laughs> a lot of parents are going to have like a screaming kid they've got disposable income or like people are just very inelastic when it comes to money doesn't matter what it is 
doesn't matter how much it is, I'm going to buy it. And Christmas is that time to just like capitalize. Yeah. And literally, people in the shops, anyways, they're there, they're buying things, they're looking for something, they're like, shit, my wife is going to kill me if I don't get something. Oh, she's a gamer. Oh, there's a new console. Let me buy that. They're going to be impulsive buys. Like, Christmas is a great time. And Xbox going to release it in 2020. If PlayStation can release a console that will not red ring of death and has gone through all the quality checks, then I think that PlayStation are going to start really strong. And it also gives them a little bit of time to assess what they want to kind of do in the market because obviously Xbox can react to what Sony do if it comes out earlier, but then vice versa, Sony can also like react as well. And Sony will also have like people who have the console already and they can get statistics and data from the people already playing and see what's working, what's working well, what the people like and whatnot. So I think it could go either way, but I think Sony releasing it first, if they do release in 2019, it's just going to give them a lot more of the market if they can hit the ground running. So uh, Microsoft better beware. Yeah, I think they've taken that into account with mm-hmm. this release because they're not stupid. Mm-hmm. They know the Xbox One was a failure. Mm-hmm. Setting half of what your previous material like, did. Stop calling it a failure. Though. It is like, though. It is, yeah, but like, I mean, 40 million is still a lot. Yeah. I think we need to say it, it. It's not as it didn't do as well as they would like. Yeah, because I think failure is the wrong word. I think that's what failure is less syllables though. Fuck you! Wow, less than ideal. Oh, that's not less syllables. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, just keep calling it a failure if you want. Yes, this is it. One for the chaotic neutral. <laughs> now my question is: Do you think the PS Five? will actually do a 2019 release because no official advertisements has been done yet no marketing Mm -hmm. they're not going to be at E3 which would be a perfect time for them to showcase their console that's coming out in six months time true because as you said there's a Christmas rush Mm -hmm. the PlayStation Classic was released when it was released for two reasons one the PS1 Mm -hmm. you know to pay homage two Christmas panic buys yeah I don't know you know how long the classic was like built up for mm-hmm. you know about six months yeah so I don't know if the PS5 is going to do well if they just put it out there that's true it like, could be another PlayStation mini and if that happens Sony might be finished we're not going to get a PlayStation classic with a PS5 the PlayStation Ooh. classic they didn't care about and you can tell because they mixed their power in NTSC yeah. regions they didn't give a shit but the PS5 they can't let that happen they, they are going that's to true. take their time with it I hope so I I I don't know the more I think of it I think they're going to go for a 2020 release especially now that they know the Xbox Anaconda is coming out in 2020 mm. they don't want another 360 PS3 start they don't mm. want to be behind at mm. all so I think the PS4 successor PS5 <laughs> nice um, is gonna is gearing up for a 2020 release why do you think they're missing um, E3 then? wait is it they're not having a PSX or missing E3? they're, they're not coming to E3 they're That's gonna it, do yeah. PSX yeah so. I think one they're gonna announce at the PSX, mm-hmm. but that's a smaller. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole point of your console reveal is to win the other side. Yeah. You want to dominate the market. The E3 is the perfect place. Mm. So I think they are not finished with their console. I don't think it's ready. I think mm. they need to. So they have nothing to show. All their resources are going into it, and it's just yeah. not ready. Yeah, basically. I think it's not ready to show. That's fair enough. I don't know, that means they've got to come out with something strong because missing E3 is very significant because it... But then again, I think um, Nintendo didn't go to another big event. I might be wrong, I might be talking about my ass, but I think there was another console or brand that didn't actually go to another big like event or whatever. Yeah, that sounds like the Wii U. wasn't a big deal. I, oh, you're just going to give the Wii U hate forever, aren't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I feel like missing E three is very significant and yeah, people are talking about that. It's a bold statement. Obviously yeah. I'm still on Sony's side. I love I love what they're doing, I love their exclusives. So for me, I'm not going anywhere for now. But there are other people who like are literally just what's in it for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what, as a gamer that's fine. Like you are the consumer. You don't really need to be loyal to a a games console. And I say this with a pinch of salt because obviously, like some, some, so basically, Nintendo. I'm probably gonna load to them forever because, like, they're completely different. They do their own thing. They continue to do their own thing, and I love that about them. And it's like I'm always looking forward to the next Nintendo console. I'm never looking forward to like a PlayStation or Microsoft like console. I'm just always looking forward to like their games. I guess like specific games, but I'm always happy when like Nintendo release something new. But with Microsoft and Sony, it's always. It's going to be the same games, basically, with a couple of exclusives, so who am I going to give my money to? And it's always like that. So, yeah, Sony better, like, you know, get get their shit together and make sure they can produce something after missing uh, E3, because that's a big deal. Yeah. I think that's a good stance for consumers to take. You're not comfortable. You continually have to wow me to Mm -hmm. keep getting my money. Mm -hmm. I think that is good for us. It keeps us logical, it keeps us unbiased, and it keeps us open-minded. So, Troy, we talked about the PS5. Mm -hmm. I think the PS5's USP, the reason why they're not coming to E3 is they're working on one of the following three things. One, they're working on a hybrid console, Mm -hmm. copying the Switch, basically, Mm -hmm. where you have like a PSP-like pad that you could take on the go and you could dock it to your TV. There's a possibility that the PS5 is just going to focus on VR and that will be the future of gaming, the next trend. And then I think as a consumer, I would like a PlayStation encyclopedia. So I've put that in there as well, where you can just like purchase PS1 games for like Fiverr, you know, PS2 games for £10 and then, you know, have that to play. Out of those, do any of them like appeal to you? Like if that was the USP of a PS5 and you saw that at E3, would you care? Would you be like, okay, I think I'm going to get this. I feel like it's difficult for me because the only console I've ever owned is a PlayStation console. So my first console was the first PlayStation. And it's interesting. The great one. Yeah. With the fans on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because saying that, especially around Christmas, that's when we bugged. Um, no, so we bugged pre-hand. I say bugged, we handed our parents. We didn't think we were going to get it, actually, to be fair, but we tried and we succeeded. But The yeah. joys of Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's difficult because the whole thing was, I guess, fear of missing out. And I feel like, even though things get released in October, it felt like Christmas was the last point you could get this without truly missing out. Yeah. So, especially with FIFA, it felt like, oh yeah, it got released in September, fine, cool, cool, cool. People are playing it, cool, cool, cool. But if I don't get it by Christmas, I'm finished. Mm, mm. I feel like they created that. They, and it's been created since the PlayStation. If I don't get this by Christmas, finished. And they just created that culture. In terms of, I guess, purchasing. See, the VR interests me. I feel like virtual reality is somewhere that a lot of people, ex- virtual and augmented reality is where a lot of people are experimenting. It scares me for particular games. Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that risk. Mm-hmm. And then get killed when we're playing the game. I know, I know. So I don't know if they're gonna do it. I don't. If the, the two choices he gave are actually, I guess, from a gaming point of view, very risky. To copy the Switch and be successful is very, very risky. I know mm. people were talking about the success when you posted the um, tweet about P 
PSP being released, there was a lot of buzz around it. It was underrated. It was ahead of its time, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So they can find a way to merge too clearly as a winning formula if they can, because it's a risk because they could try it and it could fail. Mm. And I don't know whether the world is ready for a virtual reality Call of Duty. That sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. I don't know if the world's ready for it. But then the way the world is, the uproar may equivalent themselves. Because there will be an uproar because if it's a game that we know was made to basically train you for the army and now you've put them into a virtual reality environment, you're creating something that I don't know, like I said, the world's ready to handle. Right. Which is a shame because it's not a problem. At the end of the day, it is a game. It's make-believe. But some people go on. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, 100%. It is make-believe, but when you put it depends because what these consoles are trying to do is they're always trying to be more realistic mm. so when you imagine your I guess your drive to always be realistic I mean the basis of FIFA from where it was to where it is now is incredible Yeah, Tomb Raider from where it was to where it is now is incredible could you imagine then making it so realistic as you know as 4K comes and goes and blah 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 mm. and then putting a headset too and then having to figure out how to separate the both mm. even though it's just the game it's true. Actually, my, I got a question now. Like, if like a, a shooter game got so realistic, because you know how you get like mm-hmm. Call of Duty and it's like mm-hmm. World War One, World mm-hmm. War Two, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then like you know how some people come back from war and they've mm-hmm. got like PTSD and whatnot, mm-hmm. they've actually got conditions. Mm-hmm. Would it get to a point where it's so realistic? See, this is the point I'm making, and that's why yeah. I don't know if the world's ready for that. I don't know if it will be that realistic that people actually feel the trauma, because or it could be the reverse, because you keep respawning. Mm. you might feel invincible nobody knows True. it becomes like I guess the Twitter effect or the yeah. social media effect mm. we are live test subjects you can't really test it outside mm. yeah my people inside might play it once twice a week yeah I like tech day like this but when you've got given it to someone who's playing it day in day out every year yeah. for six months to a year it becomes its own thing but I feel like the easiest the thing they could do anyway is the encyclopedia I don't think that's either or they could do that if they want I really think and yeah. the Playstation Classic really shows if they really want to yeah hopefully it's not a Playstation Classic no 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 no, no 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 but I'm saying mm. in terms of if you really want to get these things because they've done it in the stores you can still yeah. buy something yeah. so it's, it's, it's very much possible well, now that you've mentioned the stores I have to go on the rant now like they've literally re-released like at, at least half of these games from the Playstation store and they run well like what are you doing use that emulator put it in the console and give us something good what you might as well just go and get a cheap PS3 and buy all the games you want on the console or just the PS4 buy all the games you want on the store like it's just stupid what they've done with the PlayStation Mini. You don't even get a damn charger box in it. You gotta like get your own flipping USB converter yeah. to plug it in. <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's just a piss take. They've <laughs> s- spat in our faces. It's disgusting. I've never seen a console drop in price so quickly. You can buy it for like maybe eighty or seventy quid now. And for a while, Amazon were giving you a twenty pound voucher when you bought it too. Like oh, fuck God. that console, man. <laughs> really annoyed me. I was, I was so. We've done a podcast. I was so excited. Yeah, when they announced it, they announced five games. We were like, yeah, all the next game. Second three. Do you know what I mean? Final Fantasy Seven. Hype for it yeah. exactly. And then just comes out and it's garbage. And I'm just like, fucking hell, man. So we can see it can be done, and it's been done badly. 
So yes, <laughs> you know, but it can be done. It so can I, be done. I feel like they can do it. So that's a separate thing. I think they can do it. I don't know if it, I don't know if to do it well. That will take them time. Mm. Maybe that's what it is. Um, Maybe. But for the other two, I find it interesting. I feel like having a pausable element, especially in the environment we're in, would be really good for a PlayStation. If you're thinking, mm. especially having to stop for things, and like I said, we're we're trying to fit into our lives being able to play Spider-Man on the commute at home mm. obviously you want to play at home Yeah, it's like you want to watch things at home mm. but you have the opportunity to yeah. and with the way technology is the way screens are it'd be great to be able to do it on yeah. the go too yeah. mm. so I think that might be their play I think hopefully if they do do it they can do it really really well that it doesn't feel like a gimmicky Mm. switch thing that yeah. that would be their task to overcome like yeah it's, it's like how we was before we now just merged the PSP with our new next gen console it's amazing you can take your games on the go this is our market and then when they're doing the showcase you're seeing things like Call of Duty well maybe mm. don't know how many people play a campaign but God of War and Spider-Man and Redemption again because that game's so intricate maybe but those kind of games where you're thinking yeah I can it's like I can play this whenever I want I can truly play it I might not be able to maybe someone wants to watch TV I can lay in my bed and play it it's available to me I think that'd be better I feel like there's still a few things personally virtual reality that needs to I feel like the as an industry people are waiting to see where it goes yeah um, especially for augmented I feel like Pokemon was such a big thing that people probably considering it now. How do we integrate this into separate technology? So you see people coming up with glasses and things, we're trying to see how do we integrate this properly. And I feel like with the PlayStation, if they were to release anything like that now, I feel like it might be too soon. I know they've tried it, but I feel like it might be, I still feel it's too soon. I think yeah. maybe we're, it's a generation ahead for a virtual reality, whereas mm. the portable ones in line with I'm thinking about entertainment as a whole, as an industry. They tend to be in line at the moment. So having downloadable content from your audio to your films and TV to your game makes more sense than having downloadable content here, there, and then having a VR. It feels right, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, I can download. And, I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if you can just download it on your phone if that's what they're trying to do. Because it just, mm. just, just having a portability seems to be more important I feel like there's some, there's always, whenever they release, there's going to be problems and worries, like the PTSD or how mm. people react to it. Yeah. But they're going to do it. It's just how they are. They yeah. think it will work. They're going to throw it out there. Yeah. People are going to love it. People are going to play it. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. happens. And they're going to try to absolve blame. Fine, cool. But I feel like it might be a step too early. It might, they might. I feel like if they do it now, I don't think it'll work. Okay. Hmm, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I do think VR and the portable aspect are risks. And I think the portable is a risk that can pay off very, very well, especially mm-hmm. with the IPs or the games, franchises that mm-hmm. Sony currently own. The PlayStation Encyclopedia is like probably the safest option. Yeah. But if that's done well, you're getting a lot of sales. Mm-hmm. The PS1 and the PS2 have each sold over 100 million copies. Mm-hmm. Those games... If you tell me I can play FIFA Street again on the PS5, I'm going to get a PS5 for it, you know? Yeah, I feel like... Mm. Yeah, it works. I mean, they remastered CTR and people going crazy. People even haven't played the game. They're like, I want the game. Yeah, exactly. So. And we've seen it before. We've seen ROMs. Like, it's not that difficult. Like, the PS2 was able to do it very well with PS1 compatibility. Mm-hmm. The PS3 was able to do it very well with PS2 compatibility. Did the PS3 not play PS1 games too? Just PS2? I think it was just PS2. Mm-hmm. We saw with the PlayStation Classic what happens if you rush it. 
but they wouldn't rush the successor to the PS4. Mm, they better not. I I, I, I doubt that they yeah. would. Kratos yeah. is going to be on that system. Exactly. They can't fuck it up. He's one of the big faces of PlayStation now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the way you have Mario, Zelda, Pokemon, you have mm. God of War, you have Spider-Man right now because mm. Sony owns Spider-Man. Yeah. And weirdly enough, they also have FIFA. I feel like people forget that. You watch your Champions League ads and stuff. Even mm. those yes. Console you think FIFA you think PlayStation they have standout titles yeah so they do well in that it's just where do we go next yeah that is it everyone is doing game of the year (laughs) GameSpot I don't know how many people actually go on that website now IGN some random Twitter account was like this is our game of the year like you have like 12 followers who cares there's 12 followers so Streamcast is doing their own game of the year and ours counts because we, we, we check the truth here. Unbiased. Mm-hmm. Troy did mention it before. We just say, say it as it is. Yeah, chaotic neutral. Mm-hmm. Our game of the year is God of War. Boom. Fanfare. No surprise there, though, really. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Spider-Man was very good, though. Very close. But I have a question. There's a scenario where I was just talking about this game to a friend. He basically says, I can't rate a game I've never played. Now, when that was first said to me, I was like, that's fair enough. Yeah, Yeah. sure. But then I thought about it and I went back to 2017 where my game of the year was Zelda Breath of the Wild and I've never played the game. So my question to you is, can you rate a game that you've never played? Can you seriously call a game that you've never played game of the year, the best game of the year? I think you can definitely have your own opinion without playing it, but to give it an official rating without playing it, I don't think you can. But then it does go a little bit deeper because you've got games that are like completely like story-driven, and with those story-driven games, you can still get 90% to 95% of the full package, and you can be like, wow, this game's amazing. It's really done a lot for me, just because of like the journey they go through. But then you've got some games like, like Mario. It's a lot of the time, it's the same formula on repeat. Princess gets captured, you have to chase her. But the thing is, the game's fun, jumps are great, the platforming's really solid. And in that regards, I don't think someone could just like have a look at Mario and be like, yeah, this game's like really good. Like, you'd have to play it, you'd have to like get a feel for it, a feel for the jumps. Like you can play as Mario or you can play as Luigi and it feels like very different mm-hmm. with like technical games like FIFA. Like, you can watch it. And you can, I guess you can enjoy it, but for me, if I were to watch FIFA and enjoy it, it's because of the commentators. It's like watching actual football. Like, if the commentators weren't there, it's, it's just not the same. Like, people can, like, listen to FIFA, um, FIFA, uh, a football game on the radio, and still enjoy it. Like, you mm. need that aspect. So a game like FIFA, like, it's, it's the gameplay, it's becoming good at it, it's learning all the skills, it's learning, like, how to, you know, do the formation of your team and whatnot, and in that regard you'd have to play the game to like understand if it's good or not because Mm. if you were to watch I don't know like someone playing FIFA 19 and someone playing FIFA like 18 it may look the same but like what they're doing with the controller is probably very different so I think for a game that's like heavily story based I don't think you can give an official review but you can definitely see if it's a really good game you can definitely be like yeah this could be game of the year but with a game that's like like a Mario game or like a FIFA game or like maybe even like a racing game, you'd have to play it because that's a lot more technical. A lot more has gone into it. A fighting game especially, you have to play that. You can't just look at a fighting game and be like, this is the best. 
that is bullshit you have yeah, to play I would it say, yeah. so I think it just really I don't think you can ever give you say to a game this is game of the year without playing it you can have that opinion you can have that idea you can be like I see what this game's done I've seen what they've brought in I've seen like the tools they might have used in it the graphics are great like you can definitely give your opinion on it but I don't think you can give an official rating for a game you haven't played Troy? How about you Troy? I think you can because mm. of Twitch Twitch. Mm, okay. okay. I think you can. I also. think so. I think maybe if, again. I think it's on an opinion. Mm-hmm. You could. I mm-hmm. don't think you could. I don't think people respect you if it was an official gaming platform or title, and you never played the game. But yeah. You, yeah, I never played, but it's the greatest game ever. You just seem like a big. Mm. But I think in general conversation. So if someone was to never play Fortnite and tell me it was game of the year, I could understand for a variety of reasons. Yeah. It's Same just Spider-Man, exactly, mm. and it can't be bad if it's everywhere. And it's, 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 it's Fortnite is an example because it's influence and culture, mm. and you don't see that from games, which has such a massive impact on just general pop culture. Mm-hmm. And it's made that transition. And I feel like with something like um, Twitch, what it does is it allows you to actually watch the things you're saying. You can see, mm. so you can see you might you might watch it and you might write in the comments. Mm. FIFA looks really slow this year. Why is that? Oh, because of the gameplay, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Then I might go on YouTube and then mm-hmm. I might see this. Then I might come back to Twitch and then do this. And I'm spending my days just going through watching all this different content. And you can literally be like, mm-hmm. what I've seen and in terms of gameplay and different people, new rave people that I've seen playing it and all of taking all that into effect. I feel like Spider-Man's the best or I feel like Game of um, God of War is the best or I feel like that's the best. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like on an opinion... Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think if it was an IGN or a game spot, you'd be very you'd be well off. Yeah, if you were to mm. do such. But I feel like as an opinion, someone mm-hmm. could just not play and just be like, just just on how it is on the outside. Yeah. Depends on how you rate games. Mm. So is it just the way it looks? Is the gameplay? Do you have to play? Do you, is, can you tell from what you've seen and how different people have interacted with it? Mm. Is it its impact on your life and culture? Does do you have to even like the game? Oh, that's a big thing. Do you actually have to love the title? Or is it like... It's almost like what you said about the Xbox 360. You might not love it, but you can say this is far superior because of A, B, and C. Mm. But you don't love it, mm. and it's the same with games. I might not love God of War. I mean, I haven't heard that. But I might not love it, but mm. for what it brings, if it won Game of the Year, boy... I'm not gonna argue. It just wasn't right. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It wasn't for me, but I there's no way I could be like never. No, mm-hmm. it's not debate. It's not. You won't be like I can debate. Be like I didn't personally like it, but yeah, general consensus, a hundred percent. I can see why. So I feel like it depends. It's mm-hmm. it depends on who you are, if you're a platform or an influencer or not, and if that's your kind of influence. If you're known for playing games, and then. You just reveal, oh, I love this game's game of the year. You've not touched it, but everyone's expecting you to base your opinions on that. Mm-hmm. I think it's different. If you just talk about games, you play some, you don't play them all. Some stuff you like, you don't like. You talk about all games all the time. And you're honest, and you're just like, yeah, I've watched it, and I've seen it, and etc. etc. I love the soundtrack that I've heard. I, again, the way technology is, you, you don't actually have to play it to know these things. Mm-hmm. I think you can still, as an opinion, be like, yeah. but based on what I've seen and heard, watched I feel like this is game of the year and never had to touch a console because you right now the way streaming works and the way everything works you really don't have to yeah yeah I think I agree with that we're at an age now where a lot of people are proxy gaming 
they were a- they are able to experience gaming through watching playthroughs, mm-hmm. watching streams, mm-hmm. and that gives them, as you said, an insight to the story. They can mm-hmm. follow through the story. Some people rate the story as the pinnacle of a game. Mm-hmm. You can see gameplay, how a game plays. Obviously, it's different to actually playing the game and seeing how response, how responsive games are, how quick, you know, lag, mm. all of that stuff. Presentation, well, I mean, presentation is something you can experience through a playthrough as well. So, I think you can rate a game without playing it. I think some of the barriers as well, as you're saying, it was. So now I can't. Now I can live stream the game footage direct. That was a barrier. When you're yeah. watching someone playing it and the screen's looking fuzzy, it's really hard to judge on this mm-hmm. look. Now I can because I'm literally as he's game free. Even yeah. things like lagging stuff. I'm sure it's, if it's lagging, you can hear the person cussing in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you you have the, it's small things, but you pick up on it, mm. and then you pick up on it and then make a decision. Mm. And I feel like that's what I guess makes this a difficult argument it should really be no you can't you have to play a game but the way I guess technology and society have both moved there is definitely debate you could debate whether you need to play it or not yeah but I still think for the most mm-hmm. accurate opinion mm-hmm. I'd want someone who's like played the game to give the final verdict yeah I think as Troy said if it's just like general conversation and it's like yeah, that's it's not fine. yeah it's just like yeah. I think this is game of the year this is my favourite game that I've seen out this good year good opinions good mm. playthroughs mm. to like justify that that's yeah. out there already yeah, yeah. I, I would say like, for a platform I wouldn't be able to take that seriously if mm-hmm. you didn't play a game but you were trying to give me a 9.4 <laughs> <laughs> instead of a 10 so Hopefully, I won't be doing that on the Streamcast platform. We'll be playing every game we review. No, you have to, because I need it to edit it. Nah, we're just going to chat shit. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3, 3 out of 10. <laughs> oh, but well, uh, please don't air that. You're just, it's not going to go well. You can't. You can't, man. <laughs> you got to cut this bit out. No, you got to keep it in. <laughs> I live for the chaos. Yeah. But I, I think that's it, unless anyone else had anything else they wanted to ask or talk about gaming-wise. No, end of year best soundtrack to a game. Uh, you've to played, a game you've played this year. Not no Final Fantasy stuff. One you've played this year. It's either God of War, Spider Man, because mm-hmm. their soundtracks are so good. The thing is, I both I, I love both soundtracks and mm-hmm. I use them in the gym and stuff. So, I think I like more God of War tracks than Spider Man though. So I, I have to go. I don't know. No, you've gone God of War. As God I- of War. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's not a game that was released this year, but I did play it this year. It's going to be Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Because I literally felt at one with nature when I played it, and the music really helped with that. Mm. Like, it was it was weird. Like, I'd play it, and then whatever happened, the music just fit perfectly. So it's like, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic world that started again. Mm. So you're like a... You're now like a tribe of people, and there are lots of different tribes. But, like, the only difference now is, like, there are these like super technologically advanced like uh, machines that roam the world these mm. are the animals basically and you've got like primitive weapons that have like a a really cool like techie like twist to it so you've got like something that like, you shoot like a an animatronic animal and like it's got this thing that blows off components of it and you can use those components to create new weapons or like create whatever but basically like, you just really feel like one in nature it's a beautiful game you look off like in the distance or like you stop to do anything and there's just this soundtrack that just brings you to a peace 
you just feel content yeah I'm just one with this planet I'm like and that really fits into like the theme of the game because it is about looking after the planet and like trying to save it and yeah for me that was a great soundtrack and I absolutely really loved it mm. I'm glad because it's not the game mm. yeah contending like you mm. sounding nice <laughs> I mean it's fair the, the soundtrack yeah. was really good like yeah. no, God of War was banging yeah it was yeah. E3 2016 that mm. I first heard the theme song and that was immense because mm. like that's how Sony started up their showcase with just that song and having that song played in the actual game was amazing there is this there there are a few songs that are played over and over in that game and that's done on purpose when you hear that song you associate it to something yeah so there's a song that always makes me feel a bit sad because they play it whenever they are talking about atreus mother who died mm. before the game that song is beautiful and i love that song and they play it so many times and i i really like to play the game to get to those points because it's such a powerful with some songs they are trying to tell you something but they're not mm. saying anything like they're communicating mm. and it's like I can hear what that song is trying to tell me it's a story of sadness it's pain it's loss and with that there are also songs that are like this is a fight Magnum Modi it's upbeat it's heavy and I don't know this is I think subconscious with certain music I play better mm-hmm so with Magnum Modi, I was there on the ball, whereas when I'm playing like an agent, when I'm fighting an agent, I think I'm worse because my reaction doesn't match the sound. There's no adrenaline when you mm, fight one of them. Mm. Just like, they're just a basic scrubby... Well, I mean, agents villain. are pretty hard to fight. But I mean, once you're used to them, they're not too bad. But I think, at the start, they're a bit like... I think that's more down to your stats, though. Oh, if you so? don't notice it but your stats improve very steadily as you progress through the story so agents actually become easier to fight because you're quicker oh I swear you're quicker you are quicker do you like throw the axe quicker or dodge quicker then you can dodge quicker I thought and I was like, like with, a... with certain talismans and yeah, stuff exactly. that you unlock later on in the game yeah that can help you because very early on I was struggling to beat the first agent which mm-hmm. was just a basic one whereas later on I could beat the frost one and I could beat the there's a fire one I think yeah yeah they become a lot easier mm. as you play yeah yeah but I just thought it's because like we got used to it because at first I didn't I was just slow because I I was not used to this version of Kratos it was a new Kratos it's not the same go in hack and slash can't be like interrupted during certain animations mm. when I dodge I'm invincible during animation this game turned that all on its head invincibility frames are few and far between you're not so invincible you can't just like spam a move and be indestructible when you're spamming it so i just thought that's why the agents were difficult at the start because for me all of the enemies were quite difficult at the start and then all of them got easier towards the end Mm. i didn't realize because of my stats because all the enemies like do go up in levels as your stats go up in levels so that's an interesting point and i guess i have to play the game again yeah I that's definitely a factor though mm. that's definitely a factor though you having to get used to your playstyle. yeah because at the start you're kind of just giving creators like here and you mm. get you're kind of like well because you know creators from the greek days you yeah. know you know how he fights he's very quick mm. and powerful mm. whereas here he's a lot slower and you know he's a bit weaker mm. so you kind of have it's to so weird story-wise i wouldn't mm. say he's weaker i'd I'd say he's definitely still as strong. It's just he's just slower. But as you play it, you do feel weaker because you can't do the, the madness that Kratos yes. did in the first yeah, game. Yeah. But I feel like from a story perspective, I wouldn't say he's weaker, just slower. 
because we see mm. him do things in this game that we haven't seen him do in other games like Baldo beat the shit out of him at the start and he just healed himself like you don't see those godly powers in like the first couple of games yeah like, you don't remember him healing himself yeah exactly like you see he he's just more of a reserved wise god in this who's more reluctant to fight I wouldn't say he's weak. I think he just doesn't want the fight because there's more to lose now that he's fighting he's not mm. some like you know in his 20s just fuck it let me just kill everything yeah he's now that's like that's a this, fair point yeah he's got he's got a son to look after now there are like gods trying and he knows how strong the gods are and in comparison he knows how weak Atreus is obviously yeah, Atreus yeah, yeah. is a powerhouse we've seen in, in certain scenes but he's still a father and it doesn't matter how strong your son or children may be because I've kind of experienced it with my mum it doesn't matter how much you seem to grow a parent will always like just want to keep you safe regardless yeah, which is understandable yeah yeah so, but yeah I definitely feel that that plays a factor yeah I don't think but, it's weaker but in general like they take less health later on in the game so yeah that's true actually but I think that's a thing that happens with all like RPGs so mm. yeah you're, you're weak as shit when you start an RPG man but I think that's so you don't like explore like places you shouldn't go to yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. They want to keep you in a certain direction. Oh, then on that, what game has the best villains? Out of this ever. Year. This, this year. Because you go to the Game of the Year category, but there's so many things. So on that, you, you've faced so many mm. Mm. foes with Ruby. I say villains, whatever game you play. So would that be Whatever game you played this year, so it doesn't have to be released this year. Played this year. Played this year. What would you say had the best villains? The best villains. Yeah. In terms of as a gameplay, when you played, whether it be story or just how difficult they were or how okay. challenging they were, whatever your own, I guess, rating system is, when you're just playing, you're like, yeah, this was worthy of how, this was worthy of the protagonist. I want to say Spider Man. Hmm. Which boss? The, the villain roster was very. He could be the whole Varied. I'm, oh, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah I'm thinking enough. villains all together. I think they were unique enough in, like, design, and mm. they all fit well in the story. They all had their part to play. Kingpin being introduced at the start was very good because if you're a Spider-Man fan who's watched any of the animated series, you know who Kingpin is. Mm. If you've watched Daredevil, you know who Kingpin is. Mm-hmm. So having a little bit of Kingpin at the start is like, this game is serious. This game, you know, it's not... A gimmick. It's not out because a movie just came out and it's trying to, you know, make some money. Mm. This is a game that they actually care about. Mr. Negative was great because his backstory. I like villains that have a rationale. Like villains who, you know, they are villains, but you can see their mindset. You can see why they're doing what they're doing. And Mr. Negative was a perfect example of that. It was also a great villain's shocker. Well, I mean, in terms of story, shocker was a great villain. The mm. fight was, I think, it was the first of that type of fight. So mm. then it was kind of fresh. It was like you kind of dodge their attacks. They get tired. You go in. You do two or three hits. You come back out. But the finish was very imaginative. So you have to like bring the ceiling down on shocker and you restrain him like that. That was fun for me because it reminded me of environmental kills mm. that we've played in other games bosses that you see you know big big grand finale and I enjoyed that also I have to talk about Doc Ock Mm. he wasn't a villain at the start of the game so you get to see natural progression of 
how he came to be what he was, what he is. You've seen his journey, you've seen... Because anyone who knows Spider-Man knows what Doc Ock is. But not too many people, I feel, know the relationship between Peter and the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So getting to see that was really cool, especially in this game. I didn't think they could do it in one game. We were saying that we didn't think that that was enough time to actually flesh this out. But it it just goes to show how well-written this game was. So yeah, I would go with Spider-Man for like best villains. Mm. Literally, Andy has said everything that I've wanted to say. I completely agree. Because um, to touch on Dr. Rock point, like, we did say that like, there's no way this can happen. Like, you see Peter and Doc Ock, and they're just... That is mentor and student, and there's a really close bond between them. And I'm just thinking, there's no way this is going to get severed. And then they do tease you at the start. There's a little, like, malfunction. Have you played Spider-Man yet? No. Have you, you seen playthroughs, though? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, good, good. It's a sort of spoiler, but not really happened at the start of the game. So Doc's doing an experiment and he's got a sort of kind of suit on and then it goes off and in the, I think, the 2003, 4 or 5 Spider-Man 2 film, basically that's how he becomes Doc Ock because there's a chip that stops the AI of the tentacles controlling him and that gets destroyed and then you see that happen in the experiment but obviously there's no chip or anything. He just gets released and he's the same Doc Ock and I'm like, whew, that's lucky. And as the game progresses, you see their relationship and how, like, it's sort of like father and son, really. Mm. It goes beyond mentor and student. Like Andy says, I'm like, oh, there's, there's no way this is going to be able to, like... He's going to go from, like, good guy to villain in one game. I just don't see it happening. And, like, it's just a testament to, like, the story you can get from a game in regards to a film. A film's only got, like, an hour and a half, two hours. Maybe, like, I don't know, ten hours if it's Lord of the Rings. But... <laughs> I just didn't see it coming and then like as the game progresses you slowly start to see little bits you slowly start to see a little bit of Doc Ock spread around like the office or like Mm. in his mannerisms and behaviour and when the game ends like I'm not going to spoil anything but there's a really there's a really powerful scene that I absolutely love and I've mentioned it before in another podcast spoil cast where we spoiled everything where we spoiled everything yeah (laughs) And it's just really well done. And yeah, as Andy said, like, shocker, the fight I did enjoy. And it was it was very cinematic. There was the rhino and uh, scorpion. scorpion fight, which was really good as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way it ends, because oh, a little bit of, like, comedy. Like, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a typical Spider-Man finish. Mm. A lot of the villains didn't have a purpose, but by the end of it, they did, because they were all put together for a reason and there was a reason behind all their motives I don't want to spoil it too much but you go into a room and you kind of see everyone's motive there's like Mm. dirt on everyone you get to know a bit more about them and it's like exposition done well because it's like it's not force fed to you you've kind of stumbled upon it which is the best way to do it in the game it's always it's the most fun when you stumble upon something Mm. in the game instead of you're just told which is why, like, a game where you can just leave the main story and just, you know, fuck off and do what you want is really good. But anyways, I agree with everything Andy said. The villains in Spider-Man, I would say, are the best villains I've encountered this year. And I guess the last question on the back of that is then... Oh, what before is... we continue, what, what's yours? I haven't pl- We know about my situation. Oh, you've not played any? Oh. Yeah, he hasn't played games this year. I haven't played it for, like, two years now. I right, we're playing more Mario Kart after this then. Uh, we need to get yeah, some games absolutely. in here, man. Anyway, what was your question? Um, last question, I guess, on the back of that is what sequel are you most looking forward to? Horizon Zero Dawn 2. I need that. 
Do I have to say it? <laughs> well, everything was man is just going to be called of war. Yeah. Maybe I, the I, interesting I, thing was he said his faith of villains was in. Oh, yeah, that's I, I, true. Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm, that's I do. Like, and the thing is with God of War is it has a longer catalogue, mm. but then Spider Man's only one. So mm. are you looking forward to Spider Man more because you want to see what's next, or you know that God was going to put something out, and are you interested in that, or is it a completely different game that you just want to see? Sequels. Yeah, because uh, you said sequel, I'm gonna say God of War two or five or Ragnarok, whatever they decide to call it. Because there were so many unanswered questions at the end of God of War, mm-hmm. they gave us so much, but at the end of it, they kind of left us with more questions and answers. Atreus' god power has not been revealed yet. We know he's a god. We know he has some sort of rage mode. In certain moments of the game, we are teased because he asks, "Can I turn into an animal?" And we know Loki, who is Atreus is known for turning into animals. He's a shapeshifter. If you know your Norse mythology, we he got, know... Uh, pounded by a horse and had a kid. I was literally going to say he gives birth to a horse, yes. Mm-hmm. Nah. There, there are a lot of theories going about... There's a lot of stuff that hasn't been resolved. How did Kratos get to Scandinavia? We don't know. Probably fucked his way there. If <laughs> Greece is anything to go by, yes. Mm-hmm. What's the turn this is taking for the... <laughs> <laughs> an innocent question from Troy has turned into an... So basically, yeah. it's all Troy's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Troy yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Freya is revealed to be the queen of the Valkyries, and mm. she has threatened Kratos. She said she's going to kill him and hang his entrails across the dimensions. So I'm excited to see that. Oh yeah, when she um, wings back. Yeah, we know in Norse mythology, Thor kills Loki's dad and takes Loki into his wing. Is that going to happen in the sequel? Because we see a mural of Atreus holding what appears to be a dead Kratos and spitting out a snake, which is the world serpent Jormungandr. Are we going to see that in the sequel? Are we going to see Kratos die? So I'm excited to see a lot of these things answered in the sequel. Hopefully we find out a lot of things like who beat up Modi, whether it was Thor, whether it was the um, world serpent, whether it was someone else completely. Who blew the horn when Kratos and Atreus were somewhere else because no one else blows the horn. So. I hope a lot of these things do get answered. Like, does Kratos become Tyr? Does Atreus become a wolf? Is time travel a thing? So I'm excited to find out a lot of these things in the sequel. And I am very excited to see this sequel to Spider-Man because I want to see where Peter and MJ go. What happens to Miles? Do we get to play as Miles as Spider-Man? Do we get to play as Venom? Mm-hmm. Do we get to see Carnage? There's a lot in the Spider-Man villainary library. But the fact that God of War went away for so many years after a failure of, you know, Ascension came back with this, you know, industry-stopping game, I want to see what they have in store next. Sure, I'm Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for coming on the show, Joy, with sure, your great okay. insight mm-hmm. and your problematic views. Wow, what? No, 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 let's not do this. We're not doing this. I think we should do this. Let's no, do this. No, no. My views are not problematic. <laughs> <at all. laughs> I have. We're gonna have a talk after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> These are problematic ones. I have been. It's like your you've f- never listened to one of our podcasts oh, before. Okay. What? Do you actually listen to us, Troy? Yeah. I okay. Did. Good. You should have known actually, what you're in for. Am I, can I show you? I'll show you on Spotify. You can show what someone's listening to, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can. Yeah. No, no. We trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. but yeah I think that's it for this episode thank you so much Troy for coming we really appreciate it you've added something really cool to the show we really love what we do here 
yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter at streamcast underscore. What's our Instagram, Isaac? Streamcast underscore. Our YouTube is the streamcast. Get into contact with us on our personal Twitters. I am Blackamora. I'm the Kill that. Screen Kenny. Kill Jesus screen Christ. Kenny. <laughs> Troy, what's your Twitter? Um, Troy, the director. It's on Instagram as well. What? If you come to bring problems, don't follow me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for that. Only one. follow him if you're going to bring no, problems. No, that's not what my socials for. You just get blocked. I don't have the time. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. yeah. Send us the message, we'll send it to him. Oh, we won't be blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I have been your favourite lawfully good host. Player one. I have been Warrior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's real, no, it's more gruff. Oh yeah. No, it's not that. We'll cut that out. Can you do Yoda? No, I can't. Sean can. Sean does a really good Yoda. He, he does a really good Bane. Does he? Yeah. I've heard it. I need to listen to it, yeah. Sean's a guy that has a um a Yu-Gi-Oh channel called Pass the Salt, so uh go find that on Instagram if you're free. He's a very salty individual. When you play Yu-Gi-Oh it happens. Oh. Remember that time when we beat him on that door and he was like using his best deck? <laughs> <laughs> we used like scrubby Yugi generation Scrub one deck. decks. Elite mentality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, and I'm Troy. Potentially. No, it's supposed to be future content creator, no? Next yes, year. yes, yes. Yeah, content mm-hmm. creator. That'd Love. be fine. Yeah, 2019, we're going to dominate everything gaming, fashion. The world? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we're going to own it mm. and we're going to charge you to live on it. <laughs> <laughs> You got hella cold in here. Whoa. Hella breezy. <laughs> I don't understand what happened. Oh, maybe I don't want to be future content. <laughs> no, wait, wait. <laughs> but yeah, um, keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for the next streamcast. We'll be hitting you a lot more in 2019. But until then, take care. <laughs> <laughs>